0: you're listening to the oz movies podcast only on the oz network welcome to a month so appropriate that they literally just delayed the movie that we're here to cover several hours ago because we're finally here to catch up on dc films part 2 uh we are talking justice league through birds of prey all in the lead up to wonder woman 1984 which has just been delayed again, and we're not going to get to at least Christmas, but we got nothing else coming out because there is nothing else coming out. So we're bringing you these episodes anyways, and uh, we're going to get to start at the beginning with Justice League, Henry Cavill's beautiful deleted mustache, uh, (laughs) and all the nonsense, Joss Whedon's abusive behavior, a little bit of the Snyder Cut we'll probably touch on here. But uh, a much divisive film, Justice League, that we get to kick it off with here. Hi, Colin. I'm Diana. But that's not right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: <laughs> I just want everyone to know that, like, there was a whole editing process around it. Um, my name is Ben, aka very attractive Jewish boy, and my special <laughs> skills include viola, web design, fluent in sign language, gorilla sign language. That was my backup lines. Okay, there you go. I had to look that up because I didn't write it down word for word. But, you know, that's the effort. We really put a lot of effort into these My Name Is people. You, you we don't realize do. the pressure on us to come up with a good one at the beginning.
0: Uh, hence how sometimes it ends with, I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Which has happened multiple occasions. Turning to um, Mallory. <laughs> yeah. Justice League, we're finally here. We were meant to do this months ago. Uh, and everything got delayed because of COVID, and then it strikes again, uh, and now we're just covering it because we have nothing else to talk about. Uh, But still exciting. I think we both said at the end of our last month that um, Justice League or DC Films are something we're both big defenders of. And really, if you look online, you find a lot of people complaining about these movies who probably haven't seen the movies because – the actual audience response to this is a lot stronger than critics response, which we'll cover a little bit at the end, but get to start off with Justice League here. Now, the first time we did DC month, it was in the lead up to Justice League. Uh, and we covered Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, and Wonder Woman. And we did a review of Justice League. And this is, I think if memory serves me right, the first time we've been able to revisit something and actually catch up, which is funny. Cause I, I was thinking this morning when we started the Oz network, We did all these things like, oh, we're going to cover these leading up to the movie. And then the question we had every single time we'd record something new is, hey, we really should record that other Spider-Man one so we have a full recap series. And we've never done it. So now we're actually properly catching up on these movies. Uh, Justice League, I remember the lead up to this. I remember the excitement. I remember us last minute getting into an advanced screening. And I got to see this movie a couple of days before it came out. And then I remember seeing it again uh, the weekend that did come out. Uh, And I think my opinion's probably about the same as it was the time I saw it. Like, uh, it's definitely not my favorite DC movie. It's somewhere, you know, maybe that'll fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, But it's all around fun. And it's funny that uh, every single person I've talked to who has seen this movie has said almost the exact same thing to me. I went in with zero expectations because I heard it was bad. And I actually enjoyed it. Uh, And nobody's really over the moon saying this is the greatest movie ever. But uh, it, it doesn't disappoint because the expectations were set very low by the media.
1: Yeah, this is, I think you're right. This is the first time we've gone back and sort of recapped a movie that we did a month for because, I mean, 2017 when this came out was our first full year. I think the biggest one we had done that year prior to this would have been the Spider-Man movies, and we haven't gone back and done Far From Home yet. Um, and other ones, other big months we've done, we haven't done any. So this is kind of an interesting one that, you know, we kick it off with the movie that the, the sole reason the month existed was because of this and we you know we did a preview episode for this you know it's one of the few times we've done a preview episode we, we did a lot in the lead up to justice league so uh it's exciting to kind of come full circle and do this but yeah i mean we, we've talked about in the last few weeks when we've done recaps with bill and ted and everything big defender of this movie i walked out of the cinema watching this movie instantly loving it um i, I think maybe i might have said it might have been my favorite dc one at the time i can't remember probably not but i would still rank this quite highly. And I, I'm watching this last night. Again, it, it holds up very well for me. I still thoroughly enjoy it. The, the issues that people nitpick on uh, so little things that I can just put to the back of my mind. And I don't know if that's just because I'm biased because I love DC so much. But I really don't think this movie is as flawed as people make it out to be. It's, it's fun. It's, it's entertaining. There are issues when it comes to the continuity of the DCEU. But again, I think we've kind of all accepted that the DCEU is its own beast. They're, it's not Marvel. They're gonna, you know, all these movies are connected, but they're not really at the same time. So, I mean, you know, if I can put that aside, I can put that aside. But I, I love this movie. I really love this movie. And I'm actually... I wasn't one of these people who was all like, release the Snyder Cut, like it's going to be better. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited for the Snyder Cut. I'm really looking forward to seeing that when it comes out. And I'm sure we'll do a lot of coverage of that next year. But I'm fine with this movie the way it is. If they had never announced plans for the Snyder Cut, I would be still a satisfied Justice League fan. And I'm looking forward to talking about this today and talking up how great Barry Allen is in The Flash I
0: think expectations is one thing. And then the other thing is uh, just the context, you know? This movie, I think, would be hurt based on the fact that it is Justice League and people expect it to be the greatest movie ever made. And I I never thought that was fair. I mean, I I think that if you were to take this movie, go back in time 10 years, people would be saying, this is one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Uh, But when you take Marvel, they had dozens of movies to perfect what they did. And in all honesty, if you go back and watch those movies, some of them don't hold up so well. I'm going to specifically say the Avengers movies. I think the first Avengers movies is a lot of fun, but I don't think it's any better or worse than this. If you actually really objectively go back and watch Avengers 1, it is just, you know, exactly the same as this movie. Let's introduce the characters, half of which, like this, were not introduced prior and it's just dumb entertainment when you get to age of ultron which i personally think is a complete mess and one of the worst marvel movies made i think this stands above that when you look at infinity war great when you first see it in retrospect i've said this many times once you see endgame infinity war does not hold up so well and you can say that about a lot of the marvel movies but it's just this expectation of it needs to be what marvel is and I don't think this ever was going to be, it, it, it is something different. And I appreciate this for the same reason. I think we mentioned on the man of steel episode, they came at it from a different direction. This is more real world base. And even though this is probably the most fun and comic booky of the DC movies, it's still grounded more in reality than we see in the Marvel movies. So if you simply expect this to be a Marvel movie, you're going to be disappointed. But uh, the other part of this that's important to consider is that this was a troubled production and you can see some of those issues in here. Uh, but kind of like what you said to the extent that people nitpick it not at all like the mustache very minor it's really once people point things out and you start to really look for it you can see okay well that's a little bit off but it's not something that distracts you from the movie you know and the fact that this was originally written and they started filming it as one film and then or as two films and then during production they're like we're gonna make this one film you can see a little bit of that here, especially when it comes to the villain. Uh, the change in styles from Zack Snyder to Joss Whedon. You can tell a little bit of that. But when you consider all those things, this movie came out really good, considering the troubles that they did have with it. And also, we should just get it right out of the way. The troubled production of this movie had more to do with a real tragedy that was out of anybody's hands. With, you know, this wasn't something where Zack Snyder said, Oh, they want to make all these changes and I can't do this uh he had you know a family tragedy he had a child that died and he had to step away from production when they were doing the reshoots and they brought on somebody with a very different style to take over and all things considered i think that they came out of it with a pretty decent movie
1: yes uh, agree because yeah it was meant to be like a two-parter wasn't it and you know things when that was released and everything it's interesting you mentioned the mustache i'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that i've never I, i didn't even notice it until I saw the clips later on in the photos. And even then, I'm like, you really can't tell unless you're looking for it. And, you know, I remember when Rogue One came out and everybody was sort of going on about, oh, you know, the likeness of Peter Cushing is so great, it's so realistic. I remember seeing that for the first time on the big screen, going, well, that looks a bit off. Like, that looks a bit weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and not as great as as people kind of implied. So, it, it's kind of... It's it's odd to kind of think that this movie is the, the, the biggest... Uh, negatives people seem to point out is oh the moustache looks so gross and disgusting, it's so distracting, it's is literally like two scenes and you can barely even tell. But it's yeah it, one of which is
0: filmed on a child's phone, by the way. <laughs> like it's yeah. supposed to look bad. <laughs> exactly. Um but you,
1: yeah, you've you mentioned the the comparative to the MCU and you're never gonna avoid it. It's the rival comic book series, of course. But you you sort of mentioned about, you know, you look at the time frame and kind of Marvel's movies at that time. So this is the fifth DCEU film, of course. Now if you look at the MCU in comparison, the fifth movie was the first Captain America movie. So before that, you obviously had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, and then Captain America. And out of those first five, Thor is generally considered as meh. The Incredible Hulk is generally considered as meh. Iron Man 2 is generally not well-received that well compared to at least the first Iron Man. And then you kind of got Iron Man and Captain America, which are both generally considered very highly. So DCEU, Wonder Woman, considered very highly. Uh, Man of Steel is fairly well received. Batman v Superman is kind of the, you know, you love it or you hate it. And then Suicide Squad is kind of, you know, well, not many people like it, but, you know, some people can see the the positives in it. So it's kind of, you are on that same page really, aren't you, of kind of what the MCU was. But even taking that aside and the the constant comparisons, the, the one thing, going back to my point about how these movies are connected, but they don't feel connected. I think Justice League is the first one that, really goes from this this deep serious realistic side which you and I talked up highly sort of at least in three of the first four you know Suicide Squad doesn't really take that page but it's it's almost that transition point where because we know that the movies we're going to be covering in the next few weeks, really, like, if you watch Birds of Prey, it is nothing like Batman v Superman in terms of the tone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, it's different. But the one thing that, no matter whether or not it kind of slightly annoys me that they don't feel as connected as I would like them to be, I do appreciate the DC... Go their own way. They're they're not afraid to take a risk. They're not afraid to have this super dark, serious, man of steel, Batman v Superman, really grounded in realism and that. And then all of a sudden you got Shazam, which is just a barrel of fun. It's a bit silly, you know, Birds of Prey. Whereas, you know, as much as the MCU is connected and it all feels like you're just watching a giant television show. It is all very played safe, isn't it? You know, you know what you're going to get. I don't think you ever could sit down and watch an MCU movie and come out of it like, wow, they really, you know, subverted my expectations with how they portrayed that character. You know, it's it's generally the cookie cutter, middle of the line, you know, it's not too dark, not too light. It's kind of, it's there. So that's one thing I'll say. And I think Justice League is there's a good transition point into, okay, we tried to set something up, didn't really go the way we wanted to, so let's kind of, have our middle line for DCU with lots of branches going off in different ways, which kind of
0: connects it even though they're different styles of branches. Yeah, and what you just said is exactly the argument that I have used a million times over, which is that people try to compare what the DCU is right now to what Marvel is right now, and they ignore the fact that they had 20 movies to get their formula right. Uh, And those first five, six movies, pretty much equal response. I mean, I'd say the only thing that was really different is Batman v Superman, obviously a lot more negative, critical reaction to that. But again, the audience reaction, pretty much exactly what you would get from Thor or the Incredible Hulk or whatever else. Uh, Part of it is just the expectations of DC is using much bigger characters. Marvel did not have all their top characters when they started out. Iron Man now is considered, you know, one of the top Marvel characters. Not everybody really cared about Iron Man when he first came out. Same with Captain America was probably the big name, but Thor? It wasn't like Thor was at the level of Spider-Man or the X-Men. And with DC, they have kicked this off where they have to live up to the expectations of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, who arguably those three are all, whether people are Marvel fans or not, even Marvel fans will not ignore that if you were to ask who are the three biggest superheroes in existence people would say Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, and then you'd probably go with Spider-Man or Wolverine. Uh, so there, there is a lot to live up to, but I, I, I had a conversation with somebody literally only a week ago uh, where I was using that exact same argument of where was Marvel at this point in their chronology. And then I said, well, let's look at Marvel now. Kind of what you are saying about how they're playing it safe. The last couple of Marvel movies, I ran through. I'm like, okay, you think Marvel's better? What did you think of Black Panther? Like, yeah, it was all right. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what did you think of Captain Marvel? "Ah, It was okay. Like, what did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? "Ah, It was all right, you know? And just ran through all these movies. And it's the exact same reaction people have with the DC movies. It's just when you have 20-something movies, you can say, oh, they have like seven, eight movies that are absolutely incredible. And DC's got one or DC has two. Well, again, you've had 20 movies to pick from. But um, getting back on track of Justice League here, uh, quickly just touching on, because I don't know if we even mentioned this in the the lead up to when this movie came out in our previews, but DC's plans for putting together a Justice League movie or Warner Brothers plans go back like 15 years ago when George Miller, who's the guy who did the Mad Max movies, he just come off of Happy Feet. Uh, so wow. big change. <laughs> range of styles there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, the man behind Mad Max. Stray, yeah? and Happy Feet. Yeah, he no, is, yeah.
1: Like, come on, give him props for bringing <laughs> dancing penguins to Antarctica. That's
0: what we <laughs> always wanted to see. But, you know, off of that, and I, I guess his use of CGI, they wanted him to do motion capture. With motion capture, Lord of the Rings had just sort of concluded, and they wanted to do a motion capture for, uh, you know, a, a A large portion of this Just League movie. DC wanted to kick off with a Just League movie. This is before Iron Man's even released. So MCU is not even a thing. And they had cast this movie. They had costumes. They had sets. It was like something like two or three weeks before the movie started filming that they shelved it. But they they spent an obscene amount of money getting Justice League Mortal ready that never happened. So this was always DC's plan for a Just League movie. And I don't know at what point they decided they were going to go with okay, we're going to do a Superman movie. Then we're going to do Superman and Batman together. Then we're going to do wonder woman. And then maybe we'll do a little side thing, but it's just going to lead. We're basically going to fast track justice league to come out and then introduce all the other characters. Uh, but Zack Snyder must have been signed on from the beginning because he did Batman v Superman and or well, man of steel and that. And it was probably in between those two movies when justice league was announced. And I'm pretty sure when they're doing Batman v Superman, it'd come out that, uh, you know, they've cast a Wonder Woman and they've cast an Aquaman and all the other actors. Uh, But the first thing that I remember hearing about Justice League was during the production of Batman v Superman, uh, where people speculated that Zack Snyder was going to be doing the Justice League movie. And I think this was around the time that they they may have mentioned Jason Momoa's name out, but it's just a fun little story. Uh, There was a, wherever they're filming some of the sequences of Batman v Superman, I think it was in Michigan. There was a morning radio show, not even like, you know, this massive nationwide, just a local morning radio show that one day was making fun of Aquaman saying, did you hear they're going to be putting Aquaman in the, you know, uh, Justice League movie when that eventually comes out? And they were mocking Aquaman, which has just become the cool thing to do. (laughs) And Zack Snyder himself called into this local show say hey I'm Zack Snyder put me on the air and they put him on the air and he basically goes on this rant defending how great Aquaman is and this is what Aquaman can do and this is how brutal he is and people don't understand it and that was sort of the first hint that oh he's going to be doing Justice League uh, and he's going to do Aquaman justice and I think we're going to talk more about Aquaman next week but I think if there's one thing that you can come out of this movie praising Zack Snyder you can say Flash is up in the air because a lot of the humor may fit Joss Whedon style but the man got Aquaman right. And it, it, he was obviously attached from this project in the beginning. And it, it, as much as, you know, people will debate Joss Whedon versus uh, the, uh, who's the other guy I mentioned, Zack Snyder. <laughs> the, the, you know, <laughs> the, the guy the behind guy. this movie Snyder Cut, you heard, might have heard of him, really yeah, exactly. Snyder Cut hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, there are large parts of this, which Zack Snyder really perfected. And I think if there's one thing I'm excited about for the Snyder Cut is to see how he could evolve and, and what his vision is because he had three movies to get here. And this was obviously his plan from the beginning because he was calling into local radio shows to defend something before it was even public knowledge he was doing the movie. It's fascinating the fandom
1: behind release the Snyder Cut. Maybe it's something we talk about at the end of this episode or at the end of this month, because for for a movie and a franchise that generally has seemingly gotten its fair share of hate since the first film in 2013, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger campaign to get a movie redone than release the Snyder Cut. It's, it's crazy. And that probably just goes back to your point about these are iconic characters. The expectations are here straight away. And yeah, you probably have more weight and expectations behind this than you ever did an Avengers movie. Because... Again, as somebody who was late to the MCU in terms of I saw Iron Man, I saw the Hulk, I kind of lost interest, not lost interest, I just didn't watch them all and caught up on them all. I wasn't there for the hype of the first Avengers and all the other ones. You know, I vaguely remember it, so I don't think the first Avengers hype had the same as, say, this did or when Batman v Superman came out. But it's it's interesting, actually, just reading here, you're talking about uh, the Justice League Mortal one. I'm reading here some of the casting choices that were potentially there because apparently at that point... (laughs) You know, Brandon Routh and uh, Kristen Bale were obviously still Superman and Batman, but apparently both weren't approached. Uh, But I I actually remember this. Megan Gale, who I don't know if you know who that is, very famous Australian model. And I remember when she was cast as Wonder Woman. I remember that actually happening because it was big news in Australia. She's not an actor. She's a model. And yet she was cast as Wonder Woman. And everyone's like, wow, this is like huge. You know, we're going to Australia's Wonder Woman and everything along those lines. So that was apparently locked in um the one here that actually army hammer (laughs) has -hmm. batman okay um but actually this this would have been a perfect casting because when we get to shazam this was somebody who literally i remember turning to mallory watching this going like oh this kid is like a young adam brody and then halfway through Mm -hmm. the movie when they get older the older version was played by Adam Brody, funnily enough. But Adam Brody was set to be Barry Allen, the Flash. That would yeah. have been perfect casting. Uh, he would have been fantastic as the Flash. So, um, some good casting there. That would have been very, very interesting. And it looked like it was all meant to be filmed in Australia as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What was the What was the Nicolas Cage Superman one? Superman Lives or something? Superman like that? Superman Lives. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, you know, a couple of ones that we've avoided. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how they would have would have been. But um, I also I will say Zack Snyder. Um, i've never seen 300 i've never really seen any of his other work but i i do really respect him for his passion that he has for these films and that he's you know he's gone to this length that we're going to have a snyder cut you know these rumors and here here it's happening and just i don't know i, I always respect a, a filmmaker or an actor somebody like that who who has that i guess um connection and that passion for a project like we talked a lot about Colin Trevorrow in Jurassic world and obviously what ultimately led to the book of Henry and everything along those lines. But no matter what I think about Colin Trevorrow and what he's done for the Jurassic park franchise, I respect that he's passionate enough about the new franchise that he's that connected to it. I, I actually respect him for all the stuff that we w- could have seen on star Wars episode nine. Cause it ultimately looked like it would have been a much better movie. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like whether or not you like this, I like it's like um J, J. Abrams. Like, yeah, okay, there's some problems with the Star Wars because of him and things. Lots of some, some. <laughs> But again, I, I respect that he has a passion for these projects. I don't know, like whether they're good results or not. Like, I respect the passion. I don't know why I keep saying passion so much. But uh, coming soon, Passion of the Christ, <laughs> a segue into, oh, Lord, let's never do that movie. Um, but, yeah, I, I respect Zack Snyder for this because, yeah, it's sort of, as you said, his vision. He had a vision for this. And, you know, ultimately we know the problems around this movie. We know we're eventually going to get this Snyder Cut next year. But, uh, I, yeah, I kind of I appreciate that the lengths he has gone to to eventually now lead to his final vision of what we a lot of fans out there wanted to see
0: just remind me when we do get to the end of this episode or this month well i would say when we get to the end of this month talk about the snyder cut to uh also bring up the first time this happened which was the richard donner cut of superman 2 because this isn't <laughs> this isn't uh, a new thing for dc and we're films. still waiting
1: <laughs> no we got it we got you have never wait. seen it no, yeah.
0: I didn't. Oh, well, I, that's, oh, that's it. I don't fantastic. know, because
1: I'm still waiting. Here I am thinking it's going to be released.
0: It's only about 15 years ago it came out. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I mean, how many but, different uh, versions of Blade Runner did we get? Didn't we get like 30 different versions of Blade Runner as uh, well? There was a new one that just came out. Uh, <laughs> literally just came out. Hashtag uh, release a Trevorrow cut
0: of Rise of Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's due. <laughs> Uh, but uh one thing that, you know, just as we kind of jump into the movie here, uh, as far as the promotion goes, everybody knew that Superman was part of this movie, partly because of Mustache Gate. Uh it it was very public knowledge, (laughs) but they did not promote this with Superman. I don't think Superman was shown in, in any of the trailers. I think some TV spots showed the clips of him on the farm, which you could have interpreted as a flashback scene. Uh, but he wasn't on the poster. He wasn't in the trailers, and it was kind of a bold choice, I guess, especially for people uh, who maybe hadn't seen you know, Donna Justice, that they didn't want to have that spoiled. Uh, but the fact that they built this movie, you have to wonder if that may have hurt the box office a little bit as well when we get to box office on the end. But promoted without Superman... Um, I don't even remember if Henry Cavill was part of the the publicity he the interview was. For this. I was going to say was? That. Okay. that that's where
1: the uh, issue was. I think because I think we all knew that clearly he's going to come back. Like it was, yeah. You're not going to kill off Superman permanently, but like I think the issue around the surprise and everything was that Henry Cavill literally did some promotion for this film. I think he was, you know, <laughs> on some of the panels and everything. It's like, dude, like what the hell? Like what's <laughs> going on here? Hi, Henry. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just bored. i <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> just, just come in.
0: Yeah, just coming to, you know, catch up with all my friends here that I've never filmed a film with, you know. Oh, hey, nice to meet you, Ezra Miller, for the first time ever. (laughs) It's like I want to see Pierce Brosnan doing promotion
1: for No Time to Die, like, and on the (laughs) panel for No Time to Die, here is Pierce
0: Brosnan. Pierce, what are you doing here? Oh, nothing. Just thought I'd show up. When, when Bond 26 comes out and there is no James Bond in any of the trailers and they try to hide it when Daniel Craig's the one promoting the movie, he's like, yep. he came back. No, no, no. I said, it. slipped my wrists. That's what I'm going to do. Never again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it was an interesting way to promote this movie uh, which I thought was kind of confusing, but it could have hurt it ultimately. Uh, the other thing was, is with Joss Whedon's involvement. I think everybody knew that Joss Whedon came on and took over and that was the excitement for most people because age of Ultron for whatever reason age of Ultron it's it's a forgotten movie and I don't think it should I think that's where it's kind of unfair that you have these high expectations for Justice League and meanwhile you have the sequel to the biggest superhero film ever made the biggest film ever made really at that point Avengers and nobody holds age of Ultron against him except Joss Whedon himself before that movie came out was trashing Marvel and trashing Disney and even saying he wasn't happy with the movie uh but Everybody still thought this is the guy who made superhero team-up films. This is Mr. Avengers. This is so exciting to have him on there. I don't know whether, if you remember or not, was his involvement as a screenwriter before he came on as a director, I I think I recall that he came on to do a rewrite of the script, and then it was afterwards where they said he's going to direct these reshoots.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I think, wasn't he brought on when they only made this one movie to kind of tighten it or something like that? Yeah, that probably I, was it. Yeah. I don't think, cause I, I do remember the press around him joining the project and it wasn't like a, he was already involved as a screenwriter. Like I'm pretty sure he was brought in late and then kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Cause I think a lot of the talk was around him coming involved in the script and going like, Oh, well clearly he's going to like bring in some humor to it because that's what Joss Whedon does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But he gets a screen credit here for writer, but not for director, um, which you know, there's lots of rules, which we can talk about uh, when we talk about the, the Richard Donner cut that Ben's still <laughs> waiting on. <laughs> oh, is it out, is um, it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, the the opening scene here, I always thought was really fun. And if this is one of the things that Joss Whedon introduced, little things like this, it, 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 it doesn't matter the movie, you could cut it out, it doesn't change it, but it, it brings a decent tone to it it introduces the Superman character that we're eventually going to get to. Cause I think we mentioned uh, when we did our review for this movie, at least what I appreciate about this movie is it feels like you had a trilogy of films to give you Superman's origin. You only get Superman at the end of this movie, but this opening scene with the kid filming on the phone and he's kind of smiling. He's still awkward, you know, Uh, but he's smiling and he's, you know, Hey kids, how's it going? Like (laughs) do good as Superman is great. Uh, I love the kids asking him, uh you know have you ever fought a hippo and he's just sort of like uh like he literally <laughs> doesn't respond to them with anything except for what is the s stand for he says it's not and say it's for their podcast like i love these kids like it's for our podcast like yeah it's for is our podcast
1: us? is that us like, <laughs> just, <you> know, <laughs> superman. It's, it's for the oz network here yeah
0: <laughs> we, we just paid a couple of kids to go in and interview yeah. superman that would be us <laughs> exactly it, that's what I'm going to do with my twins one of these days. And can I have an interview for my podcast, Gal Gadot? <laughs> sure. But it just it does really does
1: prove that uh, anybody and everybody has a podcast these days. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. We are not special by no. any means. We were in 2011.
1: Now we're just part yeah, exactly.
0: of the crowd. <laughs> uh, we got rid of Noah. It helped our reputation racist. but killed our listeners. <laughs> yeah. Can't handle these racism. and <laughs> Oh, I
1: can't get a date. I hate black people. Shut up, Noah. Stop being racist <laughs> oh. and go get a date.
0: <laughs> Come on. One of these one of these days he's gonna to listen to this and lost definitely will never happen again. <laughs> That's why it's not happening. At,
1: we're actually in legal proceedings right now. He's suing us. Uh so you know, yeah. We're not meant to
0: mention that on air. Sorry, lawyers. Uh the opening um uh credits that has this everybody knows cover. Oh, was this song, song used in w- was it used in Dawn of Justice? I remember no. something like this. There was, yeah, there was, what a was a Dawn of Justice. Song.
1: I can't remember the song in Dawn of Justice, but uh, no, this is a new song, um, apparently mm-hmm. written by Leonard Cohen as well. Um, but um, oh, it was the original Leonard – oh, it is a Leonard Cohen song. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> <It's originally, laughs> look at us Leonard knowing Cohen, our history.
0: yes <laughs> Leonard Cohen wrote it for ABBA. Yes. If that's what you were thinking, right? Um, ABBA's no, very,
1: I love this everybody song. Everybody knows, everybody knows. <laughs> oh uh, the music oh it's never coming soon because we clearly don't know anything about <laughs> leonard cohen music but i remember watching this like in the cinema and straight away like it gives you goosebumps like wow this is great yeah. and i this one of the, the two songs that i went back home like i mean i got the soundtrack straight away i love the soundtrack to this mm-hmm. movie but um this and the the cover of come together at the end oh yeah are just both fantastic and i know they use come together in one of the trailers i think but um i love this everybody knows song it's fantastic
0: and it does tie into, you know, the previous Zack Snyder movies as well. It's just, it's, it's a different tone, I, I think. And that this is something that uh, Suicide Squad got a lot of criticism for trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy with their music. And the Zack Snyder movies do something different. They, they do these updates of songs. So I, I just really like that, that opening they use, especially coming right off of, you know, such a light scene to go into the darkness of, well, the world's tearing itself apart, which is basically what those opening credits are supposed to be uh, we get this burglar on the roof uh, and, and this is what I love about Ben Affleck's Batman. It is such a throwback to the old school detective style Batman. I mean, you would not see in the real world today, a guy with a, a bag or a pillowcase, you know, he coming out of a house, ah, this is my catch <laughs> for the night, but just this is old school burglar and then Batman just beating him up and um, this is what Ben Affleck does so well. I'm not the physicality, even just the way that they present his character, things that have nothing to do with Ben Affleck. Uh, and he basically dangles this guy off of the roof uh, and he says, uh, you know, fear they can smell it. Uh, then we see our introduction to the parademons, which are the minions of Side, who did not end up being part of this movie, but from what we saw in the trailers, will be in the Snyder Cut. Uh, and the parody means I think we saw them in the, fl- or the flash forward, I guess you could say in Batman v Superman. Uh, but, uh, they're going to be a big part of this movie. I love that they can smell fear. Uh, <laughs> that's your superpower. I smell fear. <laughs> yes. That, that's great. You know, what, best, best superpower ever. Yeah. I smell fear. I talk to fish. <laughs> Got me beat. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a good fight scene opening. And, and this is the first time, I think, in the, the Zack Snyder verse that we had this sci-fi element to it. And I don't think he loses that that tone. I think that was the big concern with the Avengers, not to keep bringing up the Avengers and the MCU, but the big concern, the reason Jon Favreau wanted nothing to do with the Avengers movie, because originally they wanted him to do Iron Man and do the Avengers. And for a while it was de- debated. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't understand how you can go from my gritty real world Iron Man to a God with a hammer Hmm. and have those things work together. Uh, But give Zack Snyder credit for one thing. I mean, he finds a way to bring the sci-fi element in and it doesn't feel out of place. Uh, Batman has a quick fight with the parademon. Uh, It it eventually explodes itself uh, on the wall, leaving a blood pattern. I don't understand how this works. That it leaves a blood stain of the mother boxes, but okay. Um. <laughs> very, very smart those parademons when they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's basically taking a cyanide pill right here, <laughs> but it's leaving the ultimate clue that it's trying. Tell me, tell me, what are you after? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Takes a cyanide pill, leaves a blood stain of exactly what would have been the answer to the question. <laughs> you could have lived and told them. Uh, <laughs> I am bothered by the looseness in which they use each other's names in this movie, because you got this. Criminal here that's still listening, and he's even asking Batman, What was that thing? And he was like, a man, you know, whatever. And he's like, Alfred, 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 are you the Alfred Pennyworth? Are you there? <laughs> he's just giving the names away here. Wait, Alfred, uh,
1: you mean the personal butler to Bruce Wayne? Wait, wait a second. Are you Bruce Wayne? <laughs> no, I'm Batman.
0: <laughs> or what if he's like, That means Alfred is Robin. I got it. <laughs> wait. Isn't Alicia Silverstone his, like, niece? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Where is she? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> sure Let's I'd connect these movies.
1: Up. <laughs> well, I think they well, are weirdly connected. There's a throwaway line about wind-up
0: penguins. Does that mean this movie's in the same yeah. universe as well- Batman Returns? i mean when we get to flashpoint we already know michael keaton and ben affleck gonna be in the same movie you know we can tie them all together exactly Um, well
1: ezra Ezra miller was in the flash tv series right so you know
0: yeah yeah everything's connected yeah uh but uh getting into wonder woman here uh we have again another throwback thing with these terrorists that are seasoned this is like straight out of superman you know it's, it's very unrealistic because something that feels like it's from the 30s, 40s, even to the point where these terrorists are wearing like these, these fedoras, you know, <laughs> it feels like they, they belong in the 50s, but I like that and they identify themselves as terrorists uh, as they're holding. I don't know if this is supposed to be a museum or something, hostage, a bunch of kids there, uh, but their, their motive I liked uh, because, again, it ties to what we said we love so much with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, was that it's very grounded in the real one. How did the world respond to superheroes? And that's something that we never got out of the MCU. And those are the things that I like that these movies address. What would the world do if this actually happened? Not what does your fantasy world do? And they're basically saying, you know, it's all because of the aliens. You know, we're, we're doing this to if we wipe out mankind and the aliens will leave us alone now, how that makes sense i don't know but it it does it leads to wonder woman so we're okay with it uh but they basically say we are terrorists we're gonna kill them we're gonna blow up four city blocks and then all the aliens will leave earth alone <laughs> these aliens are literally watching this whoa 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 not four city yeah, blocks exactly. three would have been Hold okay on.
1: four whoa nah we're done we're out Sorry. yeah dark
0: side's like listen i drew up the plans and we only were able to deal with 3.75 city blocks they yeah. blew up four it's not even possible to beat these humans like, like, like <laughs> literally
1: zod could take over the world's communications and literally yeah. talk to everyone <laughs> on the planet and control like everything yet
0: four city block no 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 we're done yeah, those exactly. humans are crazy We're out of here. What if Amanda Waller just flew in and bombed four city blocks and all of a sudden, General Zod's like, let's get out of here, guys! (laughs) I I mean, in all fairness, I think Superman and Zod destroyed
1: more than four city blocks in Man of Steel, so... (laughs) I I think
0: in one shot, they destroyed four city blocks. (laughs) Save Martha, (laughs) but not the city
1: blocks! Why did you say that name? Because the city blocks are going to get destroyed!
0: (laughs) We're not saying there's not silliness in these movies. There's silliness in all, (laughs) though. But still, I like the motive of this is a world where, because this is what we're living in. People who are so paranoid that they ask you to wear a mask in public where they think that the government is seizing control because they're making us wear masks. No way. Four city blocks are out just like that. You want me to wear a mask? I'm taking out 17th Street through 21st Street right now. No mask.
1: (laughs) And this is London. We know how vital the city blocks in London are. I mean,
0: if this was in Winnipeg, oh, no, that's fine. You take out four city blocks in London, you shut down Winnipeg in the process. Like, that's (laughs) how powerful those four city blocks are. It's interconnected. It's the city block ECU
1: or whatever you call
0: it. Uh, The CBEU, (laughs) City Block Extended (laughs) Universe. Why do we do these? Uh, Anyways... Wonder Woman comes in to save the day. Now, there are a lot of people who are critical of the re-portrayals of these characters, critical of Wonder Woman in this. You're not going to get what you got out of a Wonder Woman solo film. So I don't get the criticism of, oh, you know, she's just, uh, you know, eye candy. Who's a superhero? No, like she, especially when we get to the end, I'm going to point out how much stronger Wonder Woman is in this movie than people give her credit for. Uh, But she comes in and I mean, let's remember, this is Zack Snyder's creation. It was when Batman v Superman finished, even the people who were negative on the movie said, wow, they really got Wonder Woman right. So uh, he knows the character. And we get that theme music that uh, doesn't really play into much of the Wonder Woman movie. I love the the original yeah. Wonder Woman theme. Uh, anyways, so uh, Wonder Woman is pretty much quickly introduced here, but going to come back because Aquaman is next. <laughs> uh, and... His introduction also has kind of confused me because I don't know what they're going for in the scene. So Batman is trekked all the way to Iceland uh, in his big heavy coat. <laughs> and you have Jason Momoa there in his big heavy coat for no reason, which they bring up later on and never explain why was he wearing a coat uh, other than to, I guess, hide his identity. And, and his he's abs. questioning his abs are that and his heavy, abs. You know, and he's yeah, tattoos. His, he goes, oh,
1: what a man beast he is.
0: <laughs> well, let, let's be honest. This was the big reveal. I mean, it's exactly like, the Henry Cavill coming out of the fire in man of steel, you know, it's, it's Hugh Jackman ripping people apart in his undershirt in X-Men Two. I mean, they wanted this visual of takes off the jacket and he's got the rippling muscles with his scale tattoos everywhere. Uh, So yeah, put him in the heavy coat. That's obviously what the purpose was here, but it is kind of weird that Batman is questioning this village. And there are parts of the scene where you feel like he's supposed to know who Aquaman is, and then the other parts where it's like, he's actually wondering which one of you is Aquaman. Did we forget that he saw the video of Jason Momoa <laughs> with a trident in there, the water there's, already? There's a
1: few moments in this movie, which is uh <laughs> wait a minute. Didn't we just see that in Batman? Yeah, there's, there's a few <laughs>
0: <laughs> and especially because after the scene, he goes back home and in front of Alfred on his laptop, we see that very video again. Yeah. But let's just for argument's sake say he didn't want to scare him off. So he's tr- kind of pretending, hey, which one of you guys can talk to fish? Uh, but <laughs> blub, blub, the, the blub. only guy who he could have also said the only guy there who is clearly not Icelandic, like how... <laughs> Aquaman, Arthur Curry, thinks he's hiding himself. Oh, wait, Batman's coming. Okay, put on this jacket. All right. Okay, do I need to change my accent? No, 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 it's fine. Just no. So first thing he does, speaks with a very clear American accent. And this is
1: like rural. This isn't like Reykjavik. This is like rural yes. fishing village. Like, oh, it's Vienna. Like The reason these Icelandic people would even understand English is beyond me. This is like in rural Canada. If an Icelandic superhero was there and you would expect them to understand Icelandic, no. And like, literally, everyone's like, oh, Sven, oh, you want to hey
0: there, I'm Aquaman. Oh, I mean, I'm Sven, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, they picked up their English from Eurovision. That's yeah. the only thing we know about. And literally, right and now.
1: also, can we also just point out that every single one of these is like what you would expect a rural person from Scandinavia to look like? You know, th- yeah. that look. And yet here you've got this rippling man with <laughs> long, <laughs> super tan goatee, and you know, like literally walks into place like. Yeah, <laughs> Give me a whiskey because I'm tough. I'm juicing a moth. Oh no, no, no. I'm not Aquaman. No. I'm 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 Lars. I'm a, I work on a a fishing boat picking up fish. I don't talk to him though. Not me. Oh look a fish. What was that? Goldie? Oh no, no, no. It's not time for feeding. I mean, oh, I don't know what Goldie's and, saying to me.
0: And like, is he tra- If he's really trying to conceal his identity, he basically stands front and center. In the middle of the room, right in front of Batman. Meanwhile, he's big enough he could block the drawing of him <laughs> as Aquaman right behind Batman, <laughs> saving a million people. Just stand in front of it. <laughs> and and also, can we also put out? How does Aquaman
1: know that he's Batman? Because he's like dressed like a bat. I dig it. Or like, like <laughs> Bruce Wayne just publicly, like, is he on public service ads? Hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm not Batman though. Lol.
0: Well. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point because like in the very next scene, this is another one of the things where they're loosely talking about it. Let's just say again for argument's sake that it's in between when he realizes this is Aquaman and then the next scene where they're walking outside where he says, oh, so you're dressed like a bat. Maybe in between those two scenes, he said, listen, I want you to trust me, so I'm going to trust you. I'm Batman. He goes, oh, okay, you're Batman. They keep walking. He's like, so you're dressed like a bat, like a Batman, huh, Batman? You all these villagers who already apparently speak English because they watch Eurovision, are listening in on this conversation. Like, his identity is gone now. (laughs) Like, there is... Why are you wearing a mask from this
1: point on, Bruce? I I also want to, like, point out, like, you, you mentioned before about how, like, grounded in reality these movies are in terms of, like, oh, you know, how would the world react to superheroes? And, like, this isn't just a DC thing. This isn't any superhero thing. Like, can we have a movie where people legitimately question, like, dress like a bat? Hence the Batman Gee, you didn't think about that much, right? Oh, well, what about you? You're a water person You're in the aqua Aquaman Like, oh, you've got superpowers What are you? Superman Like, put some thought into it Like, at least the Flash is a bit like, you know He's not super fast man Like, he's (laughs) flash like that's kind of cool like i want there to be a joke like this bantering <laughs> why'd you call yourself batman
0: hang around with bats why'd you call yourself aquaman Cause you talk to fish why aren't you fish man <laughs> <laughs> well and the flash does not have a name yet they say you are the aquaman you're like oh this is wonder woman you are a batman they all have public personas still even if they're still semi-secret flash has nothing so where is our scene in this movie where he's like all right you're batman you're wonder woman you're aquaman uh, I want to be good-looking <laughs> Jewish boy man.
1: <laughs> I just also want to point out that as is the case of this movie, we all forgot about cyborg. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And I like but Cyborg. This,
0: I want to defend oh, Cyborg. I, I, I really like Cyborg, especially on this rewatch here. But, like, yeah, uh, yeah we're just adding to um, <laughs> what's-his-name's uh, lawsuits here. The Oz Network will now be implicated in abuse of uh, um, what is his name? What, Ray Fisher, edit that out, otherwise he's going to sue me, please.
1: Uh, oh, God, I thought you were talking about, like, Zack Snyder again or something like that. No, you know?
0: no. Who is that man? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Who is he? <laughs> um, anyway, so aquaman we also get the big reveal here of the shirtless scene which the one thing i say i really like is the way they incorporate his costume into the tattoos which is very clever uh because it basically is the aquaman costume from the comic books we get to see him in the battle armor once in this movie we get to see him at the end of aquaman in the battle armor but to actually get that weird orangish you know scale look of the comic books great and jason momoa i'll just quickly talk about him here before we get onto the flashes scene um Perfect casting. This is one of these things where he was announced and it should have been the way that people responded to, let's say, Gal Gadot. When Gal Gadot was mentioned, nobody had seen Gal Gadot in anything. They looked at her. Literally, they looked at her and said, her boobs are too small to be Wonder Woman. And there was all this hate towards Gal Gadot. And then people looked at her filmography and said, she's been in a Fast and Furious movie. She can't be Wonder Woman. There was no backlash at all for Jason Momoa. I mean, and he comes from a cheesy sci fi Stargate spinoff, had done like one Baywatch. movie with Sylvester Stallone, Baywatch. <laughs> he was in one of the Baywatches. Was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He I think was in was yeah. a
1: Hawaii one or something. He was definitely in a Baywatch.
0: Yeah, Baywatch and Stargate. Yeah, And he did like one Sylvester Stallone movie. And then he did Conan the Barbarian. Like there is no reason for anybody to love him other than he was in Game of Thrones, which by the way, amazing in Game of Thrones, despite not speaking a word of English. It was all Icelandic, I think. But uh, uh <laughs> kid, the where... there—he ran out of Icelandic for yeah. <laughs> Justice League, clearly, didn't he? <laughs> but like, you think that there would be hate for this B-grade actor coming into you know Justice League, especially when you look absolutely nothing like the character. Your persona is absolutely nothing like the character of Aquaman. And when he was announced, everybody was like, that is brilliant. I don't know why, because he looks nothing like him. He sounds nothing like him. He acts nothing like him, but that's brilliant. And they nailed it. Like they made Aquaman cool by casting Jason Momoa. And there are ways that he actually ties into the comic the comic books. We'll talk about Aquaman in a little bit, but you know, Jason Momoa, great casting for him. Uh, and then finally, we get introduced to uh, Ezra Miller. I, I, I said, "Finally, as if we don't have Cyborg in this movie. Come on, we got to get Cyborg Who? too." All right, <laughs> I'm going to intentionally leave off Cyborg for the next segment just because of this. Well, uh, uh, according
1: to our lawyers, we have to. So, I mean, that's that's why right. I went yeah, to <laughs> just received a note: you cannot mention Cyborg in this film until court proceedings against Joss Whedon
0: take place. And uh, it's, seriously, but, 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 hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. There we go. I do. I do. I, I I do and I don't. We'll talk about it a little bit. I don't want and to I dwell I like Joss Whedon,
1: but Ray Fisher's yeah. cyborg. He kicked Joss yeah, Whedon's exactly. ass. Joss Whedon created Buffy, <laughs> which, I mean, I don't know. Buffy versus cyborg. There's an interesting one. Watch it. Uh, okay.
0: Uh. <laughs> don't think you're a Buffy fan, but just, you know. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Flash introduction here. I mean, the real star of this movie, I think everybody will say is Ezra Miller. Jason Moore, great. Yeah, you know, every, all the returning actors, great. But like Ezra Miller, hmm. he is this movie. And everybody who hated this movie said, I can't wait to see a Flash solo film. So it's great whenever a DC movie, it's kind of like you said at the beginning, whenever a DC movie comes out, everybody has nothing bad to say about it, even though they can't say anything bad about it. And they really have nothing but good things to say. <laughs> oh, I love the Flash. Oh, I love Aquaman. Uh, but his introduction here is he's visiting his dad in prison, played by Billy Crudup. Great uh, little casting here, uh, and this introduction where the guy is basically telling him to hurry up. So he turns around and you see literally a tiny flash of light, and the next thing you know, he's drawn like you know goofy glasses and mustache on this guy. He's like, no, no problem. And then when the, the guard, by the way, I don't know if you recognize the guard at all. Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, well, I am gonna blow your mind here. Oh. Uh, so the the guard who lets Barry Allen in and who also. Points out that this guy has the face drawn on him is Mark McClure, uh, who is known Troy for. Brother? The exactly. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Mark McClure. You're my memory from such a- <laughs> cameos, ass. <laughs> uh, but Mark McClure uh, played marty mcfly's brother in back to the future but is ah. more famous for being the original jimmy olsen in the christopher reeve superman ah, movies okay it's well, look,
1: uh, I, I, it has been a very long time since i've seen the christopher reeve superman movies i really need to go back and watch them but
0: mm, um oh, there you go i did when, not know that you'll you'll eventually see it when you see the richard donner cut of i was gonna to say too. have they released that yet <laughs> I, I, I was gonna ask um it'll that come on that out page. sometime after Sometime after Wonder Woman 1984 is the plan right now. Yeah, release uh, but- the, the release the
1: Snyder <laughs> cut of Wonder Woman 1984. Can you
0: just can you try to get release the Donner cut
1: trending? <laughs> sure, because all my previous hashtags have been incredibly successful.
0: Uh, so why would I fail at this one? Of course. Uh, but the Flash's dad's in prison, which this is all the background of the character, and there's obviously going to be a lot more in the uh, Snyder cut because. We know they also had other characters from The Flash in this, like Iris. But uh, this is the storyline. His dad went to prison for killing his mom, even though he didn't do it. Uh, Barry has these powers. He wants to get him out. Uh, nice little introduction here without a lot of humor from The Flash. Uh, and let's stop right there because that is it. The Justice League is here, people. There we go. And uh, next
1: week, we will be talking Aquaman. um Just quickly, <laughs> before I forget, did you notice in the opening, and I've freeze I've, I've framed it here. Uh, the the fight between Batman and the Parademon when they're going through Gotham, there's actually a big neon sign that says Janus, like Janus, uh, and I'm kind
0: of thinking, I, like, is I this was movie connected to, f- to Golden Eye? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw the billboard and I'm like should i freeze frame that i wonder if there's something on there i'm like no nah, you know what i'm too tired to do this but you actually caught it so there you go it, it's nothing that I, th- I thought it would be something like luther corp or mm-hmm. Wayne enterprises but but we've tied in the james bond franchise to, <laughs> to dceu
1: Trevelyan has got like a bit of underworld there um yeah I, I love this little opening bit with superman on the on the camera and just Like, I just don't get the hate with this scene because it all looks so disturbing because of the moustache. Like, it doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't understand why people are so critical of this one scene, because this is the one that they bring up. This is the one that they always show, and I watch the Honest trailer here, I watch the Everything Wrong With, and straight away everyone's oh, oh, it's so distracting, I can't take my eyes off it. Like, how? Like, you've got Henry Cavill's rippling bicep standing in front of you in a tight Superman suit, and you're concerned about something that you really need, like, x-ray vision to see? I mean... Does Jamie notice this tickle me mustache? I mean, I don't get no. it.
0: <laughs> but but honestly, the only thing that's at all distracting about it, again, only if it's really pointed out to you, it just looks like his mouth a little bit stiff. It looks like he, you know, he, he's got a bit of a sore tooth or something. Like, it's just the speaking is a little bit off, but it doesn't look unrealistic. It, it, it I don't get it. I, I completely don't get it either. Completely with you. And can we
1: just point out again, go back and listen to our Mission Impossible recaps and everything a couple of years ago when we said like that moustache in Mission Impossible must be the greatest (laughs) moustache ever made. (laughs) Again, we still don't understand that why he couldn't just wear a fake moustache in Mission (laughs) Impossible. (laughs) Like I feel that they did the long way around this. But like, it's like if I decided to go visit Colin in Winnipeg rather than either just driving directly or flying directly, I went via Toronto because that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, but this is what they decided to do. There's, like you mentioned before about some of the things that they forget about in Batman v Superman and that and kind of just go a different direction. It is kind of interesting, and I feel like you can explain it away, though, that, you know, the world hated Superman. They were scared of Superman mm-hmm. in sort of Man, v, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. And now all of a sudden this movie in the opening it's kind of like, oh, we miss him. And I, I've seen a lot of people criti- critical of that, like, oh, you know, they just forgot that they hated him and now all of a sudden they miss him. Well, I think this happens, doesn't it? Like, I mean, you think about... um, This is a very weird tangent, but bear with me. Michael Jackson, like, the world loved Michael Jackson, right? But towards the end of Michael Jackson's life, a lot of people were probably more on the negative side with the allegations and things like that that happened with him and his appearance, all that kind of stuff. But when he died, there was a a massive outpouring of of grief and um, and emotion about his death. So I could imagine that... Superman, like everyone was like, oh, they're, they're unknown. Like, who is this guy, an alien? Of course, again, going back to that grounded realism, like, think about the real world. If an alien wasn't on the planet who had an amount of powers that Superman does, we're gonna be a bit skeptical. Again, Colin what? pointed out. We think the government is tracking our face masks. That is the type of world we live in. So, yes, we're going to be sceptical of a man who is super, super man, and could potentially destroy us, but he's actually trying to save us. So I kind of think that you can defend that all of a sudden where the world is mourning because all of a sudden, like it's that famous saying, you don't know what you've got until it's
0: gone, right? Well, and- yeah, like along those lines, you know, it's it's been a while since we brought up 9-11, so let's just do it. Oh, um, there you go. How- it's convenient this week. We'll just say we're recording this. <laughs> The day how after, many of, so
1: it's appropriate.
0: <laughs> how many of the police officers who died when the World Trade Center collapsed, how many of the passengers on Flight 93 were people in love with before 9-11? They made a sacrifice and then the world loved them. That's what Superman was. I, I didn't see a United 93 being made before
1: 9-11. So, yeah. you know, passenger in seat 26E, uh, you are <laughs> a thank you to Al-Qaeda. You're now famous. So... <laughs>
0: I wouldn't have phrased it like that, but okay. <laughs>
1: Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Our um, <laughs> respects with all the family that died 19 years ago. Um, but, so, yes, yeah, so I, I like this kind of little scene on the phone. It's kind of, it's fun. And, again, it adds that real realism to it. I will say we lose kind of that a little bit later on. Like, one thing that does really annoy me in this movie is when Superman returns. Great movie, by the way. Um, that Like, we have no world reaction. And maybe we will in the Snyder Cut. Maybe a lot of it was cut. But, like, I feel like we need to have, like, a breaking news. Superman's back. You know what I mean? So it's kind of it's he just shows up. And then it's like, cool, he's back. We all knew he was going to come back. Um, I love the rooftop stuff. Like, Batman, I'm, I'm completely with you there. Ben Affleck, you know, big defender of him. The, the one thing, though, that is, is very, like, I forgot the over-reliance of kind of Alfred is almost like cue. Q. In his ear, like, sort of as, as somebody back at base. Like, yeah. this is, I guess, the most we ever get of that, isn't it, with a Batman? And mm-hmm. I actually like it. I, it, it makes sense because, you know, the throwaway joke and the the line in this movie, which is one of the best lines in the movie, is like, what's your superpower good? I'm rich. Um, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, But, like, this is the thing with Batman is that... He doesn't have any superpowers, and he's arguably the most popular superhero in the world. I would say that if you were to do a poll of the world right now, Batman would probably be the most popular superhero in the world. But he's got that, you know, aura about him, and kind of a lot of that is just he's a regular guy who relies on gadgets, which, you know, I personally prefer Superman because I like the fact that he has powers, whereas Batman doesn't. But Batman's a solid number two for me. But, like, I think kind of if you've got that money, you've got that technology, you would have someone in your ear kind of helping you a little bit and kind of guiding you. And that's what I like about Alfred in in these movies. And I like Jeremy Irons as well. Good on you, Jeremy Irons. You should have been in the Lion King remake and been Scar again because that's who you are. Um, but, like, another criticism this movie has is, of course, because we didn't have solo movies for, like, Flash and Cyborg and, and all that to kind of really introduce them. But I kind of think you you get away with it a little bit when we meet them um, it would have been good to have a bit more background and somebody like me who doesn't read and doesn't read the comics who doesn't know a lot about these characters as maybe a lot of people would but I mean I think we kind of get enough and I'm I'm assuming in the Snyder Cup we're going to get a lot more as you mentioned. Well, yeah um yeah the Wonder Woman thing's great uh I I love kind of just everything about that opening sequence Uh, another criticism this movie gets is a lot of you sort of mentioned about how the the character is a little bit different in this movie to say like Wonder Woman is portrayed differently a lot of people claim there's a lot more upskirt shots and she's kind of sexualized a little bit more in this movie there's like two scenes like there's this scene when she's holding up the guy by the lasso of truth you kind of see up her skirt and like it's not something I think you even recognize unless you're looking for it. It's not like a completely obvious because she's wearing dark clothing, so it's like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even notice it, and I'm a perv. Like, come on, I'm I'm more checking out what I'm about to say. Is that there are more shirtless over the top? I'll oh, look at my abs. Look at these yeah. shots, and there are of upskirt of of Wonder Woman. And we never talk about that as being a bad thing, do we? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, I'm going to argue that the Aquaman shot we get here is just the most over the top, like, Oh my God, look, he's sexy and ab like, Oh, this is central, right?
0: Let's add to that. I mean, we already said man of steel, Henry Cavill coming out of fire shirtless, uh, Ben Affleck dragging, you know, those massive hundred pound tires shirtless and Batman V Superman in this movie. We will see Henry Cavill in a full suit from the grave. And when he lands, he is shirtless. For what yeah. reason? Where? Yeah. Why did he lose just the upper part of his clothes? We don't know.
1: And I also need to find out why Aquaman, like, he has to remove his shirt, right? The big sexy scene in the water shirt. Why? why? Because he keeps his pants <laughs> on. Like, <Yeah>. I mean... <laughs> Like, is he, he doesn't mind getting his pants wet, but he should. Like, in all honesty, I never get this idea of, like, people when they jump in the water, they remove their shirt before they remove their pants. I'm sorry. There's nothing in my top half that's chafing that I'm going to be concerned about. I'm fine keeping a shirt on. I'm chafing in the lower half. I'm taking my pants off first before I take off my shirt.
0: I mean, I, I think it also depends. I mean, this is Aquaman. This is Jason Momoa. Forget Aquaman. This is Jason Momoa. Um, <laughs> you got to tuck that back, or you're going to have a pretty heavy rudder there. That's going to mess up your <laughs> your water navigation. <laughs> Either that, or it doesn't live up to expectations.
1: Like he's he's one oh, of yeah. these men who I think <laughs> is kind of like he's he's got the abs, he's got the gruffness, he's got the the hair, like. Everything about this man is sex on legs, right? He is hot. <laughs> Women, men, everybody just want to rip his shirt off and, and suck on those nipples. But, like, I guarantee <laughs> you... <laughs> I guarantee you that if you took the pants off, it's not matching what's up above. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying Jason Momoa probably has a little dick. Just... just <laughs> I- <laughs> Now
0: we've been sued by Jason Momoa Hey, and hey for sure. we're
1: waiting for Tom Cruise to sue us still. Tom Cruise, you big hunk of gay man, sue us. <laughs> Actually, on that note, true story. I moved into an apartment complex. We've got our Wi-Fi set up. And, of course, when you connect to your Wi-Fi, there's other Wi-Fi around the building, okay? There is legitimately a Wi-Fi in one of the apartments nearby me that is called Tom Cruise Fudge Packer. True story.
2: <laughs> what?
1: It is legitimately called Tom Cruise Fudge Packer. <laughs> so I'm saying it now. The people in my building know he's gay. Tom Cruise, <laughs> your gay mate, Suez. Okay? And Jason Miller, <laughs> you've got a little dick, Suez. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Ben Affleck. Um, no, no, I like Ben Affleck. Flash. I don't want him to... Uh, they're too nice Henry Calvin, nah don't, I don't want them to sue us uh, I mean, I like Tom Cruise Jason Momoa, sure But, you know, you know The publicity it would bring Far outweighs me being friends with Tom Cruise So, yeah, no I, I'd be okay with Gal Gadot suing me uh, Sure uh, But <laughs> I, I I feel like uh, You come up with something about Gal Gadot She's got a little dick too, sure
0: um, <laughs> Exactly Gal Gadot You have a, in, a No, what's the opposite of enormous? A, a Little? R- ridiculously <laughs> tiny dong Yes
1: your dong is so small. It really. You are no John
0: small. Allen. You are not well endowed.
1: <laughs> Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck have big dicks, though. We know this. Yes. So Well, we know that. And Joss <laughs> Whedon is a big dick. Yes. Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. The one thing, um, <laughs> like again, I, I've not read the comics. I, I, I know the sort of the the humor behind Aquaman, and you know he's the one that everyone bags out. And I've seen the pictures of him. What is he like? Green with orange on a seahorse. Um, I don't understand where that turns into Jason Momoa, but like it is legitimately like they've gone the absolute like complete opposite. They've, they've sat down in like a, a production meeting. Going, How can we make people like Aquaman? <laughs> and they've literally gone, okay, abs, hair, bro down, like, this is always my issue with Jason Momoa, and we'll talk about this in Aquaman. It's just he's a bit too broy. He's a bit too like, yeah, bro, man, yo, yo. And okay. My man. I, my man. Like, you know, I mean he doesn't drop a booyah in this movie, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the booyah in this movie, but there's just something about it like and maybe it's just me, I I don't like the bros. I'm not I'm not down with the bros, Colin. Um, but it just Tom it gets Cruise a, is it, well, Tom <laughs> a little bit too much. You <laughs> wouldn't get with Jason Momoa though, because Jason Momoa's got a little dick. Uh, <sighs> oh God. Um, but yes, he's a bit too bro-y That's my point. Um, I I love the introduction of the Flash. I love guy that guy, but like that guy is such a douche behind him. Like you have got to hurry up. Like he's literally been there for two seconds. And I, lo- I love this guard who basically is like, you know, oh, what are you wearing them for? To make you look smarter or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But um, no, I-, I love the introduction bit here. Uh, and Cyborg, uh, am I jumping ahead to the Cyborg? Or did you I stop have before? not. We, we are not allowed to talk about Cyborg yet. Sorry, um, there but... is no Cyborg in this movie. <laughs> we have to wait to the Snyder Cut. Um, But, you know, again, like, as I said, it's sort of, yeah, I can see the complaints about, you know, it would have been a lot better to have a background film. But, like, again, at the same time, like, if you watch the Avengers for the very first time, does having seen Iron Man and Thor really add to that experience? Like, you can kind of watch the Avengers and not know it, if you know what I mean. Hawkeye? well, who? Uh, <laughs> That's, there you go, Hawkeye. We did not see him before that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like, even like, look at Black Widow. I mean, it's taken her, what, like 20-odd films to get a freaking solo movie and yet how yeah. many other movies she appeared in. So, yeah, I, I don't, I get it. It would have been nice, but I also still think you can watch this movie and completely be fine with it. And it, it still is entertaining
0: as it is. Just quickly on Aquaman, you know, we'll talk more about it next week, but a lot of this, you know, mocking of Aquaman, it really came about because of the Big Bang Theory episode where they all dressed Mm -hmm. up as the Justice League and I don't want to be Aquaman. Uh, Before that, it wasn't like it was a thing where everybody hates Aquaman, but the idea of what Aquaman is and how layman is, oh, he talks to fish and does this, it really came out of the Super Friends animated series. Uh, From the 70s Which was like The Justice League It was the original Superhero animated series Like as far as like A big team up Like Justice League Um, Do you have a cat Walk past you or something (laughs) You feel very distracted Oh I was literally Just quick (laughs) My cat is asleep Over on on his
1: Scratching post But I I I literally like Opened up my email I was deleting my junk box If you must know I'm listening to you That's why I don't like You You see me on webcam You can (laughs) see
0: (laughs) me when I'm bored
1: Oh Colin's (laughs) on a I
0: just saw No I saw you It It looked like the opposite at a board. It looked like you looked off screen, your <laughs> eyes got wide, like what?
1: <laughs> but it I was, was an email. Read. I didn't you have been sued.
0: You have been sued by Jason Momoa.
1: Here you are you. <laughs> it was like enhance your penis size. And I'm like, oh, forward to Jason Momoa. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but the Aquaman hate, I mean, nobody really read Aquaman comics. He wasn't unpopular. He was always popular. He was always member of the Justice League, but People's Association was Nowadays, because of that Big Bang Theory episode, which was the Aquaman they based on based on the Super Friends animated series, in which case they got a lot of characters wrong on the Super Friends. You can't do much on a kid's show. You can't have him wielding a trident. So what do you do? You have him swimming with fish and you have him manipulating water. It looks lame, but I remember even as a kid reading some Aquaman comics and it was cool. And when Zack Snyder called into that radio show and went on this rant about how great Aquaman was, he nailed it. The comics, even a few years before this movie came out, incorporated that hatred of Aquaman into the comics where people would say like, oh, it's the guy who could just talk to fish. Nobody likes Aquaman. He's like, ha, 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 ha. nobody likes Aquaman, huh? He just punches him in the face. I mean, they they actually <laughs> use this even in the comics, a lot of this attitude, definitely not the bro stuff, but the attitude. Although I will say Smallville, if you, if you think that they overdid it with the bro stuff here, Watch Smallville's depiction of Aquaman. It is painful. I can't remember Um, that.
1: It's been a long time since I would have seen that. I will say, though, too, um, I mean, Aquaman got the last laugh. It's the highest grossing DCEU (laughs)
0: movie, right? So, I mean, clearly uh, the Big Bang Theory was wrong. I mean... It, it blows away the majority of marvel movies that's how big it was but yeah. uh i mean yeah let's credit a lot of that to jason momoa so as different as he is he brings lots to the character and i will say now, I'll- i will say just quickly sorry like yeah the
1: bro down thing it, it, no but i i like jason momoa he's he's i i really wasn't familiar with him beforehand i you know never seen Baywatch. i'd, I'd never seen uh game of thrones still haven't stargate oh Star- uh, yeah no i don't think i'd seen that one but like it's it, I, uh, he's again one of these people who outside of this role he actually seems like a genuinely nice human being and he seems oh, yeah. fun and he just again I, I respect somebody like that a lot so I, I have n- absolutely nothing against Jason Mower I like him it's just yeah the, the bro down does annoy me slightly
0: yeah, you know, and if you're going to be that douche you better have a big dick to back it
1: up, and yeah. we know he doesn't. Fucking oath, Jason. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, you know, just just tone it down. That's why we know you've got a little dick, <laughs> all right? There's a level <laughs> of yeah, bro You're overcompensating. Yeah, you're overcompensating the bro, all right? Like, tone down the bro. Simple. <laughs> now,
0: now, trust me, if anybody knows, Ben knows. I, okay? I have got the right so level of it. bro, okay? You keep the right well, level up, and no one suspects anything different. I I was thinking you were the authority on overcompensating, but okay, (laughs) you took it the other way. (laughs) Overcompensating the littleness, Colin. You know. You know what? If we can get Jason Momoa on the show, we will give away one free Patreon subscription for our episode where we compare our dick sizes with Jason Momoa. (laughs) Jason Momoa, if you want to come be a Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder calls into radio shows to defend you. We need you to call into our podcast Make an appearance where we will discuss our penis sizes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as an added benefit,
1: uh, we will release Oz Network Uncut, a Zoom call where we uh, we were it out doing and video actually see who is Uncut. So it will be the Uncut That's right. Uncut. That good. you will
0: see, you will see why Ben's eyes got really wide <laughs> off camera <laughs> as I whipped it out on my side of the webcam. I, I never, Whoa. I
1: never knew why Jamie was with you until now. So,
0: Colin doesn't well, have a little dick There it is the, yep. On the flip side of that When you watch these movies with Jamie You realise why I don't have a big dick
1: <laughs> you, I just set you up
0: To like forever live That I just said you have a big
1: dick And then you just went the opposite direction Colin come on and This is all for through, Patreon set up. Oh, God. Is
0: it real or is it a story <laughs> New t-shirt Only colin on got a big dick
1: but jason moore doesn't this is this is one of those moments we need jamie to be in the background and just laugh or something like that Go like ha (laughs) no he doesn't
0: (laughs) um you know i i think i mentioned this on episode this complete sidebar here but uh you know, I'm, I'm sure Mallory's the same with you. You know, she'll, she'll, she'll oh, you're 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 the most handsome man ever. Oh, you're no. so hot, stuff like that. Never no, said okay, that to me. <laughs> All right. <so.
1: laughs> you know, in the time we've been together, every single post that she has posted, I've had to say like, hey, you should post something. I don't think she's ever willingly posted <laughs> saying that I'm anything. Like, hey, Mallory, do you think I'm attractive? Yes, <laughs> post it on social media. Nothing.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I get you more from her to... from Jason
0: Momoa than I do from <laughs> yeah. me. So. You had to offer marriage to a woman to get her to post something positive of you on social media. Yep, yep, true story. Yep. (laughs) Okay, well, in other people's worlds, their (laughs) wives or fiancés or whatever will constantly compliment them. And it makes you feel good when she's like, oh, you know, at one time, I remember this. Uh, Jamie had said to me, it was like, you know, in the morning or something like that. She wakes up, she goes, uh, you're you're way cuter than Henry Cavill, way cuter than Brandon Routh. And then she says something who was it? It's like um it, it was some old guy, not Dennis Quaid, because Dennis Quaid's a man's man, but whoever it was, <laughs> Scott Bakia. Yeah, she's like, Oh, you're way cuter than Henry Cavill better than scott Bakula, and i'm like thanks (laughs) and i I think i responded to her i'm like you know you're you're way more beautiful than erica durance better than betty white even
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what else to say Oh, hang on colin
0: now funny thing is funny thing is I remember several people replying saying, "Hey, Scott Bakula's got it going on." <laughs> I'm like, Great, Betty White. Jamie's complimenting me, <laughs> but Jamie's complimenting me. Whoa, whoa! You just got some more junk mail there. <laughs> no, 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 Betty White. <laughs> You're like Betty White. Whoa! Now that's a woman. <laughs> but uh yeah a lot of people responded in favor of scott bacchula over me but anyways (laughs) no, that story's over uh women will you know uh, and men should do the same you know compliment their man i (laughs) compliment
1: mallory all the time i just want to say that every time i I compliment her
0: i just want one compliment mallory if Mallory's ever like, you know, Noah is quite a good-looking guy, then you have reason to be concerned. I would date him. Yeah, no. Um,
1: that's there's a, the, you know what happened with Noah when he met Mallory for the first time? I, I so. remember the story.
0: <laughs> it was the
1: other way around. Um, so <laughs> Yep.
0: Don't but, wear low-cut uh, tops around Noah. <laughs> I try not to, but it's good to remember that. <laughs> and your boobs are amazing. <laughs> do
1: you do not get them out? I don't
0: know. <laughs> why are we on this? Big here? dick and perfect boobs. So- <laughs> oh, perfect. I am Superman and Wonder Woman all rolled into one. And <laughs> uh, that's why Jamie's with you. But uh, on that topic, what i was saying, you know, Women will say stuff like that. If they're not Mallory, they'll say stuff like that. (laughs) And one time Jamie, we were watching, I think it was mission impossible three. And Jamie was like, that guy's really good looking. And I'm like, Tom Cruise. She goes, no, the villain. I'm like, Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, yeah. He's good looking. I like him. I'm like, Jamie, I have never felt worse about your attraction to me than when you just said you thought Philip Seymour Hoffman was hot. <laughs> hey,
1: again, when the divorce goes through between you two, I've got a chance at Jamie. Yes, I'm in. <laughs>
0: Hooray. <laughs> it, all it takes is being a man for yep. her. <laughs> I'm just going to be like Dusty and Twister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the suck zone, Jamie. <laughs> and Jamie would take that the way it's intended. But there <laughs> you go. I haven't done that in 13 years, Ben. (laughs) Colin didn't know his penis was too big.
0: Uh, Only on Patreon, people. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, so we actually get Cyborg here. Yay. (laughs) Another real man. Now, let's, let's be honest here. The Ray Fisher thing... If it, we, we can't really comment it. We, nobody was there. But all I can say is when you do read his comments, you actually see both sides of it. You see that Joss Whedon may have been a bit of a dick, but let's also consider Joss Whedon was brought on with no time at all to say, fix this movie, do this and this and this. Maybe he wasn't the easiest guy to deal with. I mean, other people have backed that up, but there's also a ton of people who absolutely swear by Joss Whedon being like the greatest director there is to work with. Now, some of the things that Ray Fisher says Kind of screamed to me the fact that he's inexperienced in movies. And again, I'm not saying anything against him, but this is a guy. We brought this up when we reviewed Justice League. He's a theater actor. He had done basically zero, you know, on screen acting experience. He did like one TV show, literally two TV shows here before he did, you know, uh, his cameo in in Batman v Superman and the Justice League so some of it to me, I, I sort of feel like he's just not experienced in movies and maybe not experienced without, oh, Hey, you have reshoots and stuff like that. You don't get that in theater. You don't get that in TV, but benefit of the doubt. I mean, I like that there is somebody who's actually standing up to a major studio. Um, some of his things do sort of scream of not, not saying spoiled, but simply doesn't understand the movie business. Uh, I think one of the executives that he's trying to implicate in this is somebody who had no involvement in justice league at all. Wasn't even a part of the company when justice league came out. So uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a news story. It's something that's keeping it in the public eye. So uh, whatever, but Ray Fisher as an actor, <laughs> we mentioned when justice league came out, definitely the more underwhelming of these movies, but I feel like he's, this is going to be a really weird comparison. But Kristana uh, Loken in Terminator 3 um, doesn't talk a lot, has a more subdued presence in the movie, uh, is is more of a visual, you know, presentation than is. Yeah, there's, there's nodding there. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, definitely she definitely was definitely. very
1: visual, yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but there was a subtlety with her performance that I remember seeing the movie two, three times and thinking like, well, kind of okay as a villain. You know, better to look at than to actually watch. And then the more you saw the subtleties for per- per- performance, you're like, wow, th- this is a really good performance here. This is a really good character and very underrated. And that's kind of how I feel with Ray Fisher. Every time I watch this movie, I pick up more and more of what he does. And I can see where he would have butted heads with Joss Whedon. Because if you look at all the other characters in this movie, you can tell scenes where it's like, well, this was a Joss Whedon scene because there's a lot more humor to it or it's more lighthearted. It doesn't even necessarily feel like, <laughs> <coughs> Bless you. Oh, he's got the corona, Ooh. everyone. Yeah, this, uh, back off. <laughs> no masks for me. Uh, <laughs> Six feet social but, distancing. Um, <laughs> you wish you didn't have your webcam on now. I know. Great. Webcam. now
1: sick. Thanks.
0: <coughs> you know what's funny? Because I, earlier on, I had said something and I saw a little drop on my screen. I'm like, did I scratch my screen? No, I just spit on Ben's <laughs> forehead. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. I think mean, you paint it big, but. <laughs> but Ray Fisher—he is. You could tell he's a theater actor from this, and that's not a knock against him. I love that. I think that he has this theatrical, you know, dark side to his performance. But he does not embrace the humor in this movie, and I could almost visualize, I'm not saying this is what happened, but this is sort of my takeaway. When you look at his performance, you look at what other people did in this movie. He seems to me like the guy who put his foot down and said, I'm not gonna make my character a joke. I don't wanna do this scene. I think this character needs to be serious. Again, maybe inexperienced with movies, not good you know, for longevity of your career. But I think there's something really Zack Snyder-like about his performance. And I'm excited to see what they do with it. Because as you were saying with the deleted scenes, with the more backstory for the characters, that was the intention. As I mentioned, you had more with Billy Crudup that's not in this movie. Uh, the female lead from the Flash movies was supposed to be introduced in this. Uh, Iris, she was cast. She's in the trailer for the Zack Snyder cut. And the other thing I'm really excited about, because we get a little bit of Cyborg's origin in his uh, little movie clip that we see in Dawn of Justice. We get them talking about it here with the mother box creating him and the you know the, the accident with uh, his mother dying and him. But... The more exciting thing is we see him playing football. If You probably wouldn't get that because you don't know the character's backstory. But this is a football star who had his life and career ended because he lost his body. And in the Zack Snyder cut trailer, you see Ray Fisher playing football. So I know we're going to get probably quite a bit of backstory that a lot of people are missing. Uh, and And I'm not saying that that would necessarily work as a movie. It's four hours for a reason. It's too long to be a movie. They're presenting it as a TV miniseries instead. But it'll be fun to see those scenes. But I like Ray Fisher here. I like the darkness of his character. Uh, He nails this scene. Joe Morton, too, from Speed. Gotta love Joe Morton as his dad. Uh, Just the dynamic that they have is so intense. And I don't think we get that in any other part of this movie uh, where he's talking about, you know, I have a language in my head that I don't understand. And uh, he says, you know, why, why are you still keeping me secret? You don't want anybody to see the monster. And then when Joe Morton says, you're not a monster. And he says, you think I was talking about me? I'm like, the way he delivers that gives me chills. So every time I watch this movie, bigger, bigger fan of Ray Fisher. Um... And I stand with you, Ray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all stand with you because we know you have a big dick. Uh, <laughs> you are, you are no Jason Momoa, and you and are a real man. You and Ben Affleck, even
1: bigger after the accident. Because let's be honest, your dad <laughs> kind of looked at it and gone, "Damn, son!" And then all of a sudden, he's gone. I'm going to make that like my like my because Joe Morton's got an even How, bigger oh, dick. So,
0: yeah. oh, you know he does. Yeah, you, you, I don't even. Remember if I brought this up, but um Your big dick. When Justice, yeah, I don't know <laughs> if this is before or after Justice League, but this is when Jennifer Gardner and Ben Affleck were still together. Oh, and good old uh day. some somebody was uh mocking Ben Affleck uh in an interview they had with like she was on a talk show and they're not mocking him in a rude way, but basically saying, you know, something about him not being very manly. And then she says, Oh, trust me, if you had met my husband, if you really knew my husband, you'd realize how all man he is. Man, she wasn't saying, it. it was one of these things where she said it and you could tell she instantly regretted it. So like, you know what? Ben Affleck's got a bigger dick than all you guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer
1: Lopez called into that interview. It's true. And then hung up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow. It's
1: yeah, true. All, I'll blah, blah, blah. confirm. Yep. Matt Damon. It's true. <laughs> Matt Damon.
0: <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we really got to stop talking about dongs on the show. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Army Hammer. It's like, I can't live up. To- That's why Justly Mortal yep. did not happen. Kevin He's like, Spacey. you know what? I've seen better. A- <laughs> Get my cow. <laughs> Everyone. Yep. Joss Whedon. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson. Um, yep. Not. Nah. Couldn't compare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on to the, the good looking Jewish boy here, Ezra Miller. <laughs> so, we've talked about all the men in this movie, the boy, uh, real star of this movie. And his introduction scene here as he goes into his little lair, he's got K pop on in the background. <laughs> he seems like a K pop guy, right? <laughs>
1: BTS fanboy.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, what I like about this is that in the, in the comics, there are multiple Flash character. I would call them characters, people who are the Flash. The two most well known would be Barry Allen and then Wally West. Wally West was the one who had a little bit more of this high energy persona than Barry Allen. And even though this is Barry Allen flash, I like that. They're giving him a Wally West persona. He's very energetic, which makes sense for the flash, but even just this juvenile side to him, uh, this is kind of a flash origin. I mean, what we're going to get at the end of this movie. This is the backstory of the flash. This is, we're not seeing the accident, but we are seeing how he becomes Barry Allen. That's going to front his own movie. Uh, But when he comes in and he sees Bruce Wayne sitting there and he, Says something like, uh, you know, Barry Allen, Bruce Wayne. He goes, You say that, like, it explains why there's a total stranger in my house. <laughs> and uh, then he, he says something about him being a very attractive Jewish. Well, no, that the very attractive Jewish boy. When he sees the video, it looks like someone just like me, a very attractive Jewish boy. Uh, and then he sees the costume and he's like, So what's this? He goes, Oh, it's just something I use <laughs> for ice dancing. And he goes, You know, it's state of the art, whatever the, the, the conductive material, what they use on the space shuttle. Very competitive. Competitive, I stand <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> and, then, and then you get that shot, which I remember from the trailer, which again, this is what's perfect about this the tone of this movie, this blend of humor and the flashiness of Zack Snyder, where he throws the batarang and it slows down in slow motion. Just just the facial expressions Ezra Miller has, he's sort of look at this and go past me like, wait a second. And he catches it and he's like, you're a Batman. His fanboying out, which is great, but it doesn't take you out of the movie. And then he's saying, you know, I'm putting together a team. I'm in, and he's. Like, I love Ben Affleck's response. What you're in? Nobody else has responded like this. Even Wonder Woman doesn't know have anything to do with me. You're in. And I I I need friends, and then he goes on a little bit too much of a rant here that goes on for a little long about him needing friends and brunch. I I didn't quite get it. True, well, I was going to say quickly true story. Just on that bit, that's actually how Billy
1: Garcia becomes guest on podcasts. It's just like, so Billy, we're doing. I mean, but Billy, I haven't even. Told you. It doesn't matter. I mean. Cool. I so need you... friends. <laughs> so you choose a... Billy Garcia has a massive dick. Like whoa. Oh, we know he does. Whoa. Yeah. That's why they voted him out. We've all seen Ozzy's penis. He was jealous that so he voted out Billy Garcia. That's that's why. There's a man. Ooh. Jeez, I'm I'm I'm
0: just I get sweat <laughs> thinking about it. Um uh... <laughs> see where he's getting him in his car and he's eating a whole pizza and he's basically talking about he's a black hole of you know snack snack hole is what he refers to it as
1: <laughs> because oh, of his car
0: <laughs> Then they get in the car and this is where he has the line to says so what's your superpower it's like i'm rich that's such a great I love line it. and that car <laughs> is <laughs> beautiful
1: can i just say that mercedes well oh. they, they
0: show the logo what is it it's a mercedes you know the cars. it's a
1: mercedes something
0: okay Yeah, and you know it's a Mercedes because of the Mercedes logo that comes up on the dashboard. Oh, I didn't notice it. I didn't
1: notice that, you know, (laughs) giant logo in the middle of my screen for a good eight minutes.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm rich because I can afford a Mercedes (laughs) E-Class, now available at your local dealership. Uh, We get um, Cyborg here now. um, uh, What is Cyborg in another scene here? What do I have in the middle? I think we have missed about three
1: scenes here. Uh, you, you've, jumped, you've jumped uh, the introduction of Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah, there we go. You, okay, the, so... The whole fight in um, the Amazons. <laughs> there we go.
0: All right, so backtracking here. So this is the way the Snyder Cut goes. It's very, you know, Batman yeah. Begins. we so. an advanced copy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we did miss a couple things there. So Steppenwolf <laughs> arrives, villain of the movie. Born to be wild, there he is. Yeah. Uh, the Mother Box wakes up, so we actually get Femascira here. Wonder Woman's world. It's great to go back there and see all the other characters. You know, Connie Nielsen and everybody that we we saw in the Wonder Woman movie. They found these ways to throw the. It doesn't feel like a cheap cameo. Like they're just waving in the end. Uh, you know the way that the Star Wars movies just sort of show the home planets at the end. Like this is they're incorporating them into the movie. Uh, and the the fight through the fields and uh, you know Steppenwolf getting the mother box and then uh, them basically saying we're gonna light the fire, but men haven't even known what this fire is for thousands of years. She will know. Men won't know. She will know. That's a little cheesy. Yeah. Uh, and then Wonder Woman, we see her at her art gallery job restoring a statue or a painting or whatever. It's like, what did you do over the weekend? This was all over the trailers, too. It's like, nothing very interesting. <laughs> you always say nothing very interesting. Just once, I want you to say something interesting. <laughs> guy's taking it very personally. <laughs> um, and uh, they're showing on the news that the the this fire signal or whatever, and she says it's an invasion. Uh, we see this is a, a Joss Whedon thing written all over it. It cuts to... The woman on the news, because the guy, the, the janitor at Star Labs, been kidnapped. Alien stole my husband. <laughs> it's, it's it's very out of place in this scene, but you know, kind of Men in Blackish here. You know, the it, alien stole my
1: husband thing. The thing that bothers me with it, though, it's it like. The, the tone of the newsreader is kind of almost like, oh, this crazy woman. This, they live in a world now where they know aliens exist. Like, this there's, there's, yeah. whenever we do Independence Day, there's always a scene in that movie that bothers me, is that literally after the aliens have invaded, they mock Randy Quaid's character because he's on TV yeah, exactly. saying, like, I was abducted by aliens. Like, dude, you literally know aliens exist right now. Why is this guy yeah, exactly. being perceived as crazy? Like, it, it shouldn't be a mocking tone. It should be like, well, fuck, this woman's right. There are aliens.
0: Yeah, but but for me, it just it also doesn't fit right in this scene where you're, you're it's this incredible dramatic moment no, invasion. This is Wonder Woman. Thousands of years they've been waiting for the signal. It comes in. It's like alien, stole my husband with <laughs> anal probes. <laughs> I, uh, it just bothers me. It's 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 too much for the scene. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman's gonna become involved now. Uh, she shows up to join the team, uh, and she sees Batman working on his. B- Bat wing or whatever in the Bat Cave. And why is and I he working on it?
1: He's rich. Can he employ people to do that? Well, Alfred. Well, Alfred can do it. True, but like, I mean, where's Morgan Freeman? He was in. <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, he, he has
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah, he has people for that in the Lucius other Batman Fox, movie, right? That's his name, right? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Lucius. Where- yeah, where's Lucius? Uh, where's Robin? Yes, where's <laughs> Batman?
1: Do this. Where's Arnie? Where's Joel Schumacher? <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Sorry, too soon. Yeah.
0: But there's other Batmans too. Make Michael, make Val Kilmer do. Make George Clooney do this. Yeah. You're above it, Ben Affleck. You got a massive dong, <laughs> Not like George Clooney. Yeah, he's
1: actually the reason why he's doing it is he needs to air his dong out. So he stands up on a stepladder exactly. and it kind of flops yeah. down and touches the ground. So,
0: so you know, sometimes you know you just got to crouch just because it's getting sticky down there. <laughs> this is just to spread things out.
1: <laughs> that's why. That's why when Diana walks in, you know, she's like, "Oh yes,
0: it looked expensive." She's not talking about the security yeah. system. <laughs> but, but I, you mentioned the line i love that line too where he's you know i got a million dollars worth of security in this place yes it looked very expensive <laughs> but she snuck past all of it uh there's a there's a bit of a i'm not going to say love story between them but i like that they have this dynamic where this i wouldn't even call it flirtation it's just it's so subtle and they never go anywhere with it uh this is sort of the thing with the just like they never make it a love triangle before them but it's something where fans read into it more it's like do you think wonder woman will go for batman or superman and here it's batman that she's going for because she's never met Clark Kent, really, <laughs> until the end of this movie. Uh, but in the comics, it was actually Superman. They they went for quite a while there where Superman and Wonder Woman were a couple. And it was like, oh, they're like the super couple in the world. And they're too powerful together. We can't trust them together. Uh, but here it's Batman. And I, I love the dynamic they have together, even in this scene. And she gets to go through the backstory about Darkseid and, and Steppenwolf specifically. And we get to see this war, the first war with the mother boxes uh, and... Uh, a cool little cameo here is where we're seeing the Atlanteans and the, uh, the Amazonians all fighting together and humans. Ryan Reynolds. And then we see a green <laughs> Ryan Reynolds shows up green lantern, uh, which is really cool. I remember seeing that and just people were like going nuts in the theater when you saw a green lantern, even though this is all you get uh, it, it's such a cool little addition here. We even see the green lantern die and the ring immediately flies off to go find somebody, someone else uh, seen Steppenwolf in action. Like, Steppenwolf. Um, between this and the other scene, I, I was a defender of Steppenwolf when we did the review episode. I'm still a defender of the character. I don't think Steppenwolf's a bad villain. Is is it a big, massive villain? You know, this this is not Thanos. Fine, but there are tons of superhero movies where you get subpar villains. They're called Marvel films. You know, <laughs> that's the criticism of the Marvel. Movie. Who was the villain in Ant Man? The wasp. We still don't know. You know. Uh, every once in a while, you get a Hugo Weaving or a Michael B. Jordan, but usually they're pretty disposable. Steppenwolf is just a villain in a superhero movie. And this is a movie about bringing the Justice League together. When we see the Snyder Cut, is it going to be better that we have Darkseid? Is Darkseid only going to be sort of a cameo that sets up in this? Maybe because we know the original plan was Darkseid was going to be Justice League Part two Steppenwolf is going to set it up. Maybe it's underwhelming because you don't get Darkseid. Maybe it's underwhelming because. You expect something bigger, but when you have a movie where you're throwing the Justice League together as characters for the first time, it's too much to have a massive villain that steals the movie. I don't think you could do a Zod in this. Um, I, you know, maybe you can get away with an Enchantress from Suicide Squad. You well know? <laughs> then uh, but... you
1: want me back?
0: <laughs> but like, Steppenwolf is fine for me. But visually, this loses a lot when you watch it on on a small screen. Yeah. Uh, I remember really being impressed by the effects for Steppenwolf, and, and both times I saw it in the theater. But when you see it on a small screen, it does not hold up well. So that'll be my knock. But I uh, what's what's the guy's name that plays Steppenwolf for this movie? Uh, Kieran Hines. Kieran yeah, Kieran Hines. Hines. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing for what he has in this movie. And it's crazy that he's very critical of this. Oh, I didn't think Steppenwolf got enough to do in the movie. Well, compared to the four-hour cut, maybe not. But like hmm. Steppenwolf has a pretty big presence in this movie. And I, I like him. Uh, but um, yeah, we get those couple of scenes introducing Steppenwolf here. We get to see him in action uh and um what else do we even want to talk about here uh uh mother boxes fire signals i'm trying to catch up my notes here uh lois and martha meet each other martha leaves her home oh, She goes meet Lois. It's, it's just sort of a scene to introduce her still in the movie it does sort of feel out of place i don't know if this was a reshoot or not there's kind of like the funny moment in there where the guy's asking for who her source was and she says well, I'll see if she'll talk to you. Oh, so it's a she. And then he walks like, it's not a she. Like, I like the rapport that they have together, but this is not a good scene, you know. Um, other than the line where Martha says, uh, you know, Clark always said you were the thirstiest woman he had ever seen. He was, no, no, no. hungriest, hungriest. It's just implying she implied she was an alcoholic, <laughs> which fits with the Lois Lane character. I, I like that.
1: Um, I, I don't know if that's also the implication that she's just a bit of a, you know, she she wants. To, I mean, let's be honest, she's with Henry Cavill. Anyone would be thirsty for that. So you know.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. we are, and we're straight men. Yes, uh, who exactly. have women that women that love and adore us and <laughs> post things about us on social media. One of us. One of us does. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> Can I just start? I would do this if Mallory ever posted on social media. But if she ever posts something that doesn't have you, I'm like, why is Ben not in this picture? <laughs> I'm <just gonna> start <laughs> ask that you should post more of Ben. <laughs> just send her a message. Post more of Ben. He's sad. <laughs> um, only other thing I really want to add here before we cut it off, as we catch up to the snack hole scene, uh, we also get uh, uh, Aquaman saving the fisherman and drowning a whole bottle of something or other whiskey. Uh, whiskey. Yeah, drowning a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> we, gotta we gotta talk like Aquaman the rest of this. Dude, bro. Dude, whiskey, bro. <laughs> One for him, bro. Sup, bro, bro, bro. Sup, <laughs> sup, sup, bro. Uh, this is all over the place. Let me just go for it here. <laughs> um, we get introduced to uh, Aquaman's girlfriend or future wife. Um, She's here. She's which, also which there in Aquaman.
1: Did, I want to remember this scene because I remember talking in our Aquaman review, and I haven't again. I haven't seen Aquaman since I saw it at the movies. But like, is there a moment? Like, cause aren't, don't they meet for the first time in Aquaman? Because they meet here, like.
0: I think they know of each other here. Right. Okay. But they don't formally know each other. Because this, no, right? this is the same actress. It is, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, because I, I remember with Aquaman, uh, we'll confirm when we actually watch it next week. But uh, I, I, I think that when she appears in Aquaman, he says something like, I told you before I'm not coming back, implying that maybe she just appears every once in a while and say, Hey, you should come back to Atlantis. Uh, but yeah, they definitely don't know of They just know of each other here. Uh, But we get to see Aquaman with his powers here, which is great. You know, the the fighting in the water, which is an incredible visual, which is even better in Aquaman. Uh, And the mother boxes are stolen. Uh, Now, this is where I was sort of, I forgot about this in the movie, even though I've seen this several times. I noted in my notes that the Atlanteans put it deep in the ocean in this temple surrounded by guards 24-7 the Amazonians put in this temple surrounded by guards 24 sevens and the humans buried theirs somewhere in a forest. I'm like, <laughs> wow, that's just like humans, but that's the last one he can find. So you know what? Bury it next time. Yeah. Stop putting it out in the open in these temples surrounded by guards. He's going to know where it is. Uh, and then there's a scene where Barry Allen gets to Diana. There's that line about hi, Barry. I'm Diana. That didn't come out. <laughs> right. Uh, they see the bat signal. We get commissioner Gordon. Very brief oh. appearance here from J.K. Simmons, but great casting with J.K. Simmons. Every time they cast a Commissioner Gordon, I'm like, wow, what brilliant casting. Gary Oldman, J.K. Simmons, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, it's amazing every time. Uh, and then Barry Allen has that other thing. It's like, oh, that's the Bat-Signal. Wait, that's the back signal <laughs> That's what that's for. Yeah, that's what that's for, all right. Um, and then he he basically says there's an invasion coming. Uh, how many of you are there? And just not enough. Great. Right before we get into the action stuff here of the Justice League sort of forming together. Just want to point out you sadly did not include
1: Benjamin McKenzie in that list of great Commissioner Gordons. I actually do like Benjamin McKenzie. He is good, though. He is, he is.
0: Um... I, I also did forget the cyborg scene where Diana convinced him to join. It's, it's <laughs> fine. Really Legally,
1: we're only allowed to talk about one scene in the movie, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. Um, well, I just want to say this now because I'm going to forget. J.K. Simmons is amazing, but he's so wasted oh, yeah. in this movie. I really oh, yeah. hope there's more of him in the Snyder Cut because he's in, like, two scenes. This is freaking J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I honestly, watching this... I forgot he was in it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. J.K. Simmons. There he is. Because I actually think I remember going into this. That was one of the most excited I was for a casting role. And I also remember that um, Willem Dafoe, who of course is in Aquaman, I believe he was meant to be like he had filmed scenes for Justice League. Yeah. So I'm assuming they might be in the Snyder cut. So different, I,
0: not different characters, so they may have to exclude that oh, unless right, okay. he's covered by makeup or something.
1: Maybe. I mean, it's Willem Dafoe. He doesn't need makeup. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a massive dong. Jesus. Oh yeah, Christ. we know it. Willem Dafoe. Oof. Um, one thing actually, I just I, I freeze frame uh, the Lois and Martha scene. Uh, When the guy comes in He's like Oh your source I do love the The notice board In the background there Which has kind of got like It's got evacuation plan It's got something else there But they've also got Missing Fluffy Black and white cat Please call (laughs) Debbie on 953 280 2032. So, is that a real number? It could Can we be. call it? Maybe. It's one of those fan ones where, like, remember 24 used to do that? They'd have the real number, and then, like, if you called it at the right time, like Keith Sutherland would answer. Like, it was. I'm going to dial it right now. What's the number? 953 280 2032. 2032? And yeah, whoever answers, you've got to
0: be like, I found Fluffy. <laughs> I'll put this on speaker sorry,
1: sorry. Your
2: call be as oh. What? Debbie. To- it's not a real
0: number Debbie's dead Oh the, the caller's uh, number has been discontinued due to death. <laughs> She's so sad that Fluffy hasn't returned. Um, <laughs> They're grieving the loss of their pet. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: Um, I just want to point out, too, with Cyborg, um, I believe we've got uh, th- 17 seconds before we can stop talking about him. But, I mean, <laughs> Joe Morton, fantastic. But, Joe Morton, stop building things with technology. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> We find a
1: cabin he- somewhere in the woods <laughs> Skynet is your fault just just, just stop it <laughs> Joe Morton just stop it I feel like this is being typecast for a reason alright coronavirus is probably your fault you had a bat it bit you <laughs> and then
0: something you happened know, I, I want to tie into speed here too where you know he, he uses the mother box and brings his son back to life but his son's like a mutated cyborg He's, you're fired you're all fired <laughs> and if if my son goes above 50, he's going to blow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you with, with Cyborg and just the subtleties of it. Like, yeah, he's kind of underutilized, but at the same time, like I, I never left this movie going like, Oh, he's not in it. Like what's the point of him? Like we joke, but like, there's enough of him to be interested you know, in. I, I literally know nothing about Cyborg. So the one thing I will say is that, like, I don't know what his powers are. I don't know what he can do. Like, at least with the Flash, I know he's very fast. So, you know, mm. like, that's kind of enough for me. But, like, I, I literally know nothing about Cyborg. and But I like the idea of this character who can, I guess, get into computers and control electricity and kind of things like that. It's kind of cool. So... Uh, I really hope that this standalone Cyborg movie does eventually happen because I I know that Flashpoint's obviously in production. Did the Cyborg one go back into production? Did I read somewhere or it's still up in the yeah, air? Yeah,
0: well, they still have it, you know, tentatively scheduled, but originally the plan was Cyborg was supposed to have, like, a major, major role in the Flashpoint movie. And I think that was part of what this Ray Fisher thing is, is that they were trying to, you know, negotiate with him to be part of the Flashpoint movie. And he basically said, yeah, you know what? I'm not signing anything right now until you can deal with the, the problems that your studio and, you know, your creative team has. And that's sort of what kicked a lot of this off.
1: He might be like the Hulk. He's just kind of, he doesn't really get a standalone proper movie and then kind yeah. of he's just, he appears. Stephen Wolf, Black I'm Widow. Yeah, exactly. I'm completely with you with Stephen Wolf. I, I was all on board the Stephen Wolf train, but like... like it's not that he's bad. It's just he's bland. I I feel like um, what's his face? Doomsday in Batman's Superman was so much better. Like you know that you felt there was much more on the line. Here, Steppenwolf. You know it's just okay. And like the thing I don't understand, like this is meant to be one of those movies. The reason why they team up in the Avengers or Justice League is because there's a, a threat that they all need to help out. I don't feel Steppenwolf is that. Like I felt like you should have had that for um for Doomsday because. Yeah. Doomsday literally well, kills you... Superman. Superman has to sacrifice himself to kill him. Whereas here, Superman shows up and Steppenwolf becomes a little bitch two seconds later. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's, it, it's done with. that's that definitely was a glaring issue I had in this rewatch. And the thing is, too, that you mentioned about the boxes being hidden. Like, I, I know there's sort of an explanation as to why Steppenwolf has waited this long, but, like, he literally rocks up, just goes, hey, I'll have this box. Hey, I'll have this box. Cool, I'll have it. And that's it. There's no fight. <laughs> yeah. There's no nothing. Like, it's just, it's done with. So, yeah, it's kind of, that is a weakness. But, you know, yeah, Kieran Hines is is great in the role. And I kind of like the sort of the the Amazonian women's fight and everything along those lines. I I think, again, I was disappointed that Robin Wright, I know she's dead, but I did believe she filmed scenes in a flashback or something. Because I remember seeing Robin Wright's Mm. name on the cast of this movie when it first got released. Uh, So, again, maybe the Snyder Cut. Um, yeah, I don't like that hammy line of men won't know what it is. She will. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's one of those things that like Wonder Woman completely avoided doing. Like, you, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too that is, is actually ties into the reason why we're doing this month is for Wonder Woman 84. We know that Chris Pine is coming back. Now, th- again, I, I'm sure there's going to maybe be some sort of retconning that m- explains him coming back and um, maybe he's going to die again because obviously a lot of wonder woman in this movie is all of like, I love someone once. And you know, we are all Steve Trevor and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like given that wonder woman 84 takes place before this is set, like you've got to imply there's got to be an explanation. Cause that will be something that will annoy me that you will watch have, this movie. You have a theory or you have an explanation? For I, well, this?
0: yeah, I'll, I'll kind of give my theory away here. Cause we probably won't do a preview episode for wonder woman. Or maybe we will, we may have months to do it now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, There's a line that uh, the the villain has in the Wonder Woman trailer where he says, you know, I can give you anything that you want. And then they cut to a shot of Steve Trevor, almost as if he basically says, I can bring this man back to life. And it may be like a short-lived thing where, you know, he's able to bring him back to life but then she basically says in the end it's like you know uh we have to stop him but if i stop him you're, you're gonna be gone like something along those lines so it's just the way that those that line is played back to back with his first appearance in the trailer kind of puts that idea in my head that that's what it's going to be and that makes sense because we all knew when chris pine got cast we were like what he's dead
1: and the way he dies yeah. to me isn't something you can easily explain away you know it's not like but you he, know what yeah
0: to bring that man back with a fanny pack is worth it uh- <laughs>
1: Parachute? Does everyone parachute nowadays?
0: (laughs) Uh, I love Chris Pine, what a man. What a man! man. Uh, (laughs) What a dong
1: too! Oh, ho, ho! there's a reason why they had to film that in a wide lens in, in Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, that, I like that theory and that would make complete sense. Why, like People complain, like, why is she still hung up over her boyfriend who died 100 years ago? Well, if she's seeing him in visions only like 30 <laughs> years prior, then okay, it's a bit fresher. Uh, the Flash stuff is fantastic. I love it. The, I mean, I, I'm not familiar with Ezra Miller. I'm seeing here that he apparently was in five episodes of Californication. I don't remember his character in Californication. But um, he's fantastic, easily the star of this movie, and I just love that whole sequence with the very competitive ice dancing. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are some <laughs> things with him that don't make sense with the Flash, and just, I'm going to say this now because I will forget. Like when he rescues people and they're super fast, like he's got to wear a suit to like survive. Like how do these people survive? Is that ever explained? Yeah. Like I don't know. Um, the whole Aquaman stuff showing his powers is kind of although I don't understand why they have to create a bubble to talk with no water because isn't in Aquaman they talk underwater all the time? So they do, yeah. that makes no sense. Um, and the other thing too that is a bit like from Batman v Superman, it's kind of Batman and Superman meet for the first time, like Clark and Bruce meet at that party, then they kind of hate each other, but then they team up. And then a lot of these movies around Bruce Wayne being hung up over he feels guilty that Clark died and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, doesn't make sense because they only met like a couple of times, but I guess... Again, that goes back to our point of you, you miss someone when they're gone, like you don't realise what you've got and kind of, you know, he, I guess, finally appreciated Bruce. And they, they bonded over Martha. So, I mean, clearly that's why, like... <laughs> Martha, why did you say that name? Um, the other thing, too, like, Lois Lane is kind of pointless in this movie. Uh, I like Amy Adams. Uh, you know, we kind of wow. went over her in the other ones. I mean, is she like, one scene, she's there, she kind of saves Clark, but outside
0: of that, like... She's when there. you when you stack up the amount of screen time Henry Cavill has in this movie, though, I think one scene's appropriate for you know the supporting character of his series. And
1: and Diane Lane, you know, there's a woman. Um, she's up there oh, in yeah. the Betty White category. Um, but I yeah, yeah Jay, easily. I, I the bit on the roof though too, like when the hold the bat signal, like oh that's what it means. But I love it when they're on the roof with J K Simmons. And I don't know if I'm jumping out here, but, like, I love that bit when kind of, like, J.K.C.B. starts talking, they all disappeared, and the Flash is like, yeah. oh, they kind of just left, didn't they? Well, that was rude. <laughs> and he's like, bye. And he
0: just goes off. That's a Joss Whedon moment. That That's very yeah. funny. Uh, now we get into the big action. Like, this is 50 minutes into the movie before the team really forms, which is normal. I mean, I remember having a bit of a complaint with uh, Endgame that for a three hour movie, they still took like an hour of that movie to reintroduce characters that had just been introduced in Infinity War a year earlier. I feel like this is, it's still a long time to kind of bring everybody together, but I don't feel like it drags at all because this is the first time. Uh, But now we actually get into the real story here. So uh, they're looking for Steppenwolf uh, in these tunnels, these subway tunnels leading to other tunnels, lots of tunnel stuff. This is the sequence that I think before the Snyder Cut even really was talked about, you saw these things about, oh, let's show you all the things from the trailers that didn't end up in the movie. And this is where people really started speculating about how different the Snyder Cut would be because there is a ton of stuff from the trailers that never end up in the movie. A lot of the stuff is from this tunnel sequence, where, like, whoa, nothing even close to that is in the movie. So I have a feeling this is one of the most reshot things in the movie is this tunnel fight action sequence here. Uh, but as they're going in and they realize where Steppenwolf's got all these people he's kidnapping. Uh, I guess to tell him where the mother box is. He's got the janitor who's wiped my head. They kidnapped my husband, the aliens, with the aid a probe. Uh, and then we got Joe Morton. You're fired. You're all fired. Um, but uh, uh, they go in to try to save these people and the Flash is suddenly getting cold feet because I don't understand. I'm not a superhero like you guys. I just sort of run really fast and push people. <laughs> and then this, it's a really good moment. Like, I think it's one of the strongest moments of this movie where Bruce says to him, save one. And he goes, save one what? Save one person. Just focus on one person. Just how will I know which one? It's like, just save one. That's all he tells him. And so he goes in and then as they're all fighting as Wonder Woman's taken on Steppenwolf. And this is where it bothers me. People say that Wonder Woman's role was diminished in this movie. She does all the fighting in this movie. Batman is a supporting player to her in the action Again. scenes. This is her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember Batman v
1: Superman when he's just sitting back and watching?
0: Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay, guys. I got uh, I got the high ground over here. <laughs> high ground. It always I've got works. the high ground out of here. It's over. <laughs> Why did you say that, eh? a <laughs> That's Anakin on the sandwich way. burning. <laughs>
1: you were the chosen one. Why did you say that
0: name? <laughs> uh, but I also love Barry here where he says, you know, I'm afraid of guns and bugs and obnoxiously tall people. <laughs> uh, oh, but so it's, great, it's great to see the Flash. Like again, he's not a superhero. He's made this costume just so his clothes don't get burned up. And there are problems with the hero too. As you said, he's rescuing the people. They're on the outside. Do they not get burned up or does the speed force not crush them? Uh, But the bigger problem is where he's eventually going to get shot in this scene with some type of heat blast. This stuff is completely heat resistant. It's what they use on a space shuttle. But he had a heat blast, goes straight through it into his leg. I didn't quite understand that. Uh, But it's a, it's a cool sequence here, especially when you get Batman into the night crawler, this, this, caterpillar spider-like thing that this insect like crawler that's on the walls and just seeing Batman behind it's funny this is how you incorporate him. a lot of people with the first Avengers movie said like seeing Captain America the tone definitely changed as the more the movies progressed but originally in the first Avengers like seeing Captain America fight alongside the Incredible Hulk and Thor is sort of like what is he doing there like he's got a shield he's strong oh well <laughs> but like Batman he, he comes with this giant crawler it's just great uh, and I love when Cyborg takes over this thing. He just hacks into it. Uh, Cyborg taking over all the machines in this movie. Uh, my favorite part of this entire sequence, though, is during the fight where Wonder Woman's sword is falling down the pit and she's diving after it, and it's done in that super slow-mo. It's very, um, uh, what's the the character? Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. The way they present like that super slow-mo. but he's sort of moving Sonic. around. So, okay, I haven't seen that yet, but there you go. Now we got there's a reason it. to see it. <laughs> well, there's
1: a scene, there's a scene, there's like a bar fight scene when, when everybody was like, oh, they've just ripped off uh, X Men, basically, because it's very mm. similar. But um, no, this is, yeah, it's kind of Sonic going around while everyone's frozen and he's just basically doing silly things to them. Yeah. But
0: like, this is the bullet time effect of the Matrix, which was so overdone after that. And I think what X Men really did was they injected humor into this, what's now become a very standard effect. And it, it's, it's great here because you see him spinning around in circles you get those great ezra miller expressions on his face as he just sort of touches the sword with his finger pushes it just in his hand he looks really happy about himself and then he trips on something and falls flat (laughs) in his face (laughs) um but it's not played like so for laughs that it's distracting uh and um yeah this is where he gets shot in his suit um the flooding uh, steppenwolf eventually escapes as he floods this entire place aquaman eventually shows up to save the day he's got his battle armor on here which does pose a problem when you get to the aquaman movie because this is like the atlantean battle armor that he puts on during his fight scenes there and then appears at the end this is like the king's wardrobe but he still is not part of atlantis he he even said in the previous scene he's not going there anymore but to see him in that armor with the trident in the middle of the water like just such a great like this is why aquaman is as great as he is even though nobody gave him credit for it um uh, after the sequence ends here, they're all regrouping at the Bat Cave, which, uh, again, <laughs> the uh, the the Flash in here, it's like it's like a cave, like <laughs> a Bat Cave, and then you see him sitting in the Batmobile, just like completely giddy. Oh, that facial uh, so I,
1: expression that he has, kind of when he's just in the Batmobile, just yeah, like, vroom,
0: vroom, eyes like, bugging out of so his head, great. like he's just frozen stiff. It's great. <laughs> uh, Cyborg also also flew off here to get the Mother Box. Uh, so they have the one mother box that's left now. And now they're debating about how we supposed to beat this guy. You know, we, 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 we can't fight an army this size. And this is where the theory comes up. Which I think of Batman that brings it up saying, you know, you need something that could withstand the power of this mother box. And that's Superman. We can bring Superman back to life. And there's a big debate here with one woman saying, no, you shouldn't do this. Flash has a line about, you know, what if he comes back and it's pet cemetery, Superman and not, you know, Superman, we all know and love, uh, and then this is where you get the mention of Steve Trevor, like you said, you, you, your dead boyfriend, Steve Trevor, and she punches him. She, she punches him in the gut. Like, that's what's great. This isn't like a slap. This is when people say that you know, Wonder Woman is not present is presented in a less feminine way here. A normal guy filming a movie like this has slap across the face. Yeah. But yeah. She punches him in the stomach and knocks him across the room, you know? Yeah. Exactly, And then you have that line where the Flash, where, where Bruce just continues to go on and on to her. It's like, why are you, Superman was a beacon of hope, which I love that that is going to tie into the end of this movie and eventually into what we'll get maybe in a Wonder Woman 3, where she she's not out in the open. She's still hiding her identity. And when he says that, and then the Flash, like, you do know if she kills you, we'll cover for her, right? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he's got uh, so many skills when it comes to these these perfectly comedic moments that don't distract you from the rest of the movie. Uh, eventually, they uh, say, okay, we'll do this. I don't think it's a good idea, though. Don't worry, I have a contingency plan. So Bruce Wayne has a contingency plan here. He has the scene with Wonder Woman. This is, I think, just the best straight dialogue scene in the movie where he's getting his shirt off, you know? <laughs> and Not quite Wonder enough. Woman's helping him. Yeah, <laughs> but if he took his pants off, then, whoa, Oof. this movie would have made $100 million more instantly. Absolutely. Uh, billion maybe even uh this would have outgrossed oh, Aquaman uh because, <laughs> because of Ben Affleck's dong <laughs> be, because they would finally be able to compare it's like you know what Jason Momoa's got nothing on that dong <laughs> the, the, the IMAX experience that's when the
1: screen expands
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ben Affleck's dong the IMAX experience <laughs>
1: You know in Zardoz when you've kind of got like that woman rubbing her boobs
0: like in the background? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it's literally just Ben Affleck's dong getting soaked.
0: Yeah. In Zardoz, that's what they do. They have women rubbing their boobs and then they got Ben Affleck unzipping his pants.
1: <laughs> and you just hear the um the ooh yeah from Paris Day Off. Ooh, yeah, bump, bump. Boom, boom,
0: <laughs> See, we can make Zardos better <laughs> um, Oh god,
1: anyone can make Zardos better <laughs> I did a poo before That made Zardos better <laughs> I've changed diapers better than Zardoz oh, yes. <laughs> Since we recorded this episode <laughs> That joke about 9-11 I said earlier this episode, better than Zardos. Better than
0: Zardos, yeah <laughs> Better than Zardoz, yep Joss Whedon's treatment of Ray Fisher, better than Zardoz <laughs> Better than Zardoz <laughs> Jason M.O.'s penis, better than Zardo.
1: (laughs) Far less painful and it's over and done with... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) wow. That's got to be the uh, title of my autobiography. Gay Sex with Tom
0: Cruise. Better than Zardo's. The Ben Waterworth story. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: sequel, Gay Sex with Tom (laughs) Cruise. It's just, it's almost like a band. Hi, we're Gay Sex with Dom Tom Cruise. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. This is Colin, he's on bass. This is Noah, he's braces.
0: <laughs> we can form our own bands. Okay. <laughs> sex with Dom. I no bet you we get more downloads. If we put out anything under the band title of Gay Sex with Tom Cruise, we would get more downloads in the Oz Network's lifetime combined. <laughs> Let's just release these episodes under the podcast title Gay Sex with Tom Cruise. We are no longer the Oz Network. We are Gay Sex with Tom Cruise the podcast.
1: Can we please make t-shirts that just say G S W T C You know, you've got the What Would Jesus do, the WWJD? Like, (laughs) literally, just have No one will know what it means. like, What does G.S.W.T.C. mean? Uh, God save the World Trade Center. Uh.
0: (laughs) God save the Detective Comics. That's all it is. (laughs) Good sex with Tom Cruise. It's
1: gay sex or good sex with Dom? Well, it is good sex if it's gay sex
0: with Dom Cruise. Oh, it's always good sex with Dom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) But not Jason Momoa.
1: Good sex with Tim Curry. I I reckon that would be good. (laughs) I've seen him in fishnets, you know? (laughs)
2: Oh, oh my god you know,
0: we we went before we started recording we went to the farmer's market as by our house and casper you have to hold on his hand he will run and jump a fence and run <laughs> right out into traffic and without even you know batting an eye so i'm basically grabbing casper's hand but he is so strong that he pulled me and he ripped me into the the, you know you have those the latches on a gate that goes up and down Mm -hmm. the latch was down and the gate was open he pulled me and it went right into my ribs i've got like a giant bruise there and it's just getting worse throughout this episode all because of dongs and gay sex with tom cruise my ribs really hurt right now (laughs) i'm telling you
1: now you no one's bought our t-shirts until we start releasing the gswtc (laughs) t-shirts I want you know you know that meme of Tom Cruise when he's like got his head back and he's laughing like really much. I want like I want a cartoon picture of like that meme and underneath it just says GSWTC. That's all it says. So people are going to be like, oh, Tom Cruise and G. What does that mean? Oh, don't know. (laughs) Oh, we will have it by the time this month is over. (laughs) Or we also have um, the Tom Cruise fudge Packer (laughs) T-shirts.
0: That that we are not making.
1: (laughs) I need to I need to show you this because I am on camera with Colin right now. That sounds wrong, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this is still here and I'm gonna hold it up to the camera just as a brief breaking transmission here because I swear this is a thing and I bet you it's probably not here now that I say this. But um, oh, it's
2: not gonna. This be is your though. way
1: of getting out of the lawsuit. It wasn't it, it me. Is. This exists. It is. Oh, it's not there anymore. Tom Cruise Fudge Pack has moved. Oh. oh.
0: oh. Well, you can start an Instagram account.
1: Fudge packer. It's literally just a picture of Tom Cruise every day.
2: Just oh, f- packing fudge. <laughs> for, for the sake of my rips can we stop saying fudge packer? <laughs> it really hurts.
1: I want that as a thing now. Whenever we next get a big guest on this show, we need to get them to say the words
2: fudge packer. <laughs>
1: Sean Connery, we've gotten out of retirement. Fudge pucker. <laughs> killing Colin. I am killing Colin. It really hurts. We gotta That's stop what Tom Cruise's to... boyfriend say at the same time when he's back in fudge. Oh,
2: no. Tell me we're not part of this show. Oh, oh hold on.
1: Breathe breathe <laughs> let undercover i expect you to laugh at this in about three years time
0: <laughs> i i noticed we make those jokes about lad undercover <laughs> star wars he finally got around to the rise of skywalker and i thought it was just the thing where he saved you know oh i want to wait to until i can watch all the star wars movies before i comment and, and listen to all these i'm like yeah he probably listens to other stuff his actual tweet out to us was like, oh, finally finished Rise of Sky Now on to 2020. He legitimately is working his way through our show nine months behind. <laughs> and I I honestly, like, I
1: respect the hell out of Lad Undercover now. Oh, yeah. He's got like an Excel document where he like literally yeah. ticked off. Like uh, that level of organization, Lad Undercover. You you got my my medium-sized dong very excited. <laughs> you made me want to pudge the fad, fudge pack, fudge What? fudge <laughs> the fudge. <laughs> Pudge the fudge. <laughs> That's a straight version of fudge packing. <laughs> Pudge the fudge. Oh, Ooh, boy.
0: Oh, we are so cancelled, Ben.
1: <laughs> it took to the fudge. Ju-
0: I, I just want to be known that I'm laughing, but <laughs> I'm in oh. very much pain.
1: How have we not already been me tooed anyway? I mean, God. Oh, no, nobody listens. This is That's, The beauty of no one listening to our show is that, you know, yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So the mother box brings Superman back to life. <laughs> the end. Um, they, they do this convoluted thing where everybody has to have a purpose in this movie. This is one of those moments where you, there's moments where like during the end battle where They really do it well, where it's like, okay, everybody has a purpose, and now you're showing why they need to be a team. This is not one of them. Okay, I need to hack into this thing. Now, Flash, I need you to run really fast and touch this thing with your finger the (laughs) second it hits the water. You could just say, I'm going to create a bolt of lightning and do it, but instead, it needs to be so precise. Uh, It's a little too much for me, but uh, the visual of Henry Cavill coming out shirtless is totally worth it. uh, As they use the mother box to bring Superman back to life, uh and then of course as he immediately goes wrong uh the flash says his pet cemetery which is great (laughs) um we also i want to quickly mention here uh the really nice scene of them digging up clark's grave uh where the flash is explaining so you it was an accident for you and he's yeah so were the accidents he goes yeah i guess we are and he keeps trying to fist bump him (laughs) and then i didn't even i I didn't completely catch until i had it subtitled this past time but when he tries to fist bump him the second time he's yeah we're not there yet he mumbles under his breath that's racially charged.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, But there's there's a really uh, subtle moment, which just, because I'm going to forget this probably later on is when they win and they're all standing above the thing. I actually never noticed it before, but they actually fist bump each other later on. So I kind of, yeah, they do. Yeah. I I caught
0: that too. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the, uh, the resurrection of Clark Kent here. I mean, this is what the movie, this is what they tried to keep secret, even though it wasn't secret. This is like Palpatine is the emperor, you know, it still makes sense to keep it secret because 30 years from now, somebody's gonna watch the movie for the first time and not know all the context. Is your laptop camera slowly falling backwards? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm actually sinking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> somebody's dragging me down. This is the first time he's been on camera for Tom, a whole episode. <laughs> Tom,
1: his fudge packer is listening and he's drawing me into his apartment below me. <laughs> Sorry, I said fudge <laughs>
0: Okay. But what is it? Padge what is it? Fadge Pudge Pad Fadge Paj the Fadge. <laughs> something like that. Fadge Mudge Major or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Faj <Fadge
1: Mujmaka. laughs> isn't, oh, isn't that the director of No Time to Die? Corey? Fucking
0: <laughs> We're getting sued by another person. Alright. Oh. Uh anyway, so this scene where he's resurrected and he's just shirtless (laughs) looking around again. He had clothes on when he was resurrected. They had to get it off here. This is the equivalent of looking at Wonder Woman's skirt. Uh, And everything's looking kind of just, what would be the word for it? Very tense, very uh, uneasy until cyborg's arm decides to defend itself and ben is sinking again i wish people could see this i'm talking and i just slowly see ben sinking into the floor i just want
1: to say that your blue tech or sticky tech in this country sucks
0: it's um, <laughs> so high tech nobody knows start- what is
1: happening right now nobody <laughs> knows st-
0: Ben's going to start to do this in like his professional interviews, too, where he's not going to know. Why <laughs> I did professional you interviews? Okay? Yeah. What? Are you okay? Are you all right? When did this happen? Are you passing out? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, this is a, a very reshot. <laughs> 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 You've got Tom
2: Cruise as your background now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got a blue screen back <laughs> top Tom <of> Chris's <laughs> massive grin.
1: <laughs> this is why you're missing out on Zoom because you can have like different backgrounds.
0: <laughs> okay. Close your mouth. I don't need that visual with my ribs right now. <laughs> we need to do video episodes, people. <laughs> No one. I <laughs>
1: was listening to this. guy What is going on right now? I've i changed my Zoom background to the Tom Cruise laughing thing while trying to kiss him,
0: <laughs> making kissy faces. Oh, you know, movie. This is co- completely. If we did end up doing random movies, one that I absolutely need to cover is the movie Edge of Tomorrow that he did, the sci-fi one where the yep. robot suits time travel. You ever see that movie? Uh, I've not seen it, but my dad talks it up. He says he's a really good movie. Oh, it's so good. And it's Tom Cruise completely playing a Gates type. I mean, this is Tom Cruise as a cowardly weasel. You he know, doesn't run. Yeah, he sleeps with women. <laughs> he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the biggest defenders of Tom Cruise and look what we've done to his reputation. <laughs> um, Superman is resurrected. He's not taking Cyborg's auto-defense of his arm very well as Cyborg's arm tries to shoot Superman. It destroys its own memorial. Uh, this is where we get the uh, the Superman theme playing here. We get that brief moment with a da, 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 which is played so dark and sinister. I love it. Um, everybody's trying to fight him off, but they can't. I love the moment with the flash as he's speeding towards them. The one moment where Barry Allen has a lot of courage and he's speeding towards like, I got this. And Clark, as he's strangling Diana yeah. and Cyborg, he just turns... And looks like in, in, in Barry's real time and Barry's like, "Uh Oh, you know, it's just awesome. Uh, even, Oh, and also let, let's not discount Jason Momoa. Like this is where he brings a lot of humor to this movie again, without, you know, making it goofy where he's like, you know, this is, he does not look okay right now. He's not okay. You know, uh, this is Pet Sematary. Like He, his reaction to this is gold. Uh, Batman shows up and of course Clark does not take it well. And th- this again, real world what is the real reaction i think if this was a marvel movie it would almost be like they were best friends for life but they weren't they had one 10 minute sequence where they teamed up after trying to kill each other for an entire movie and for him to be resurrected and confused as they say here and he's trying to you know (laughs) now it's south park (laughs) tom Tom cruise Cruise packing fudge fudge. (laughs)
1: sorry i'm distracting you
0: (laughs) This is literally Tom Cruise in a candy shop packing fudge, people. I'll, I'll uh, have a beach behind me. How about that? Or, or space. This very Billy Garcia of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I really got to get Zoom <laughs> webcam now. <laughs> wait wait till I distract you from an episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm tempted to go down a certain route, but I don't know how you'd appreciate it. So. <laughs>
0: You she have pictures of Jamie or something? <laughs> well, I mean, I just have to get him out of my
1: phone, but...
0: Uh... Uh, um, we know that Mallory's got none of you in her phone. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, anyways, he's, he's about to kill Batman. He's strangling him in the air, and he, he gives that line, do you bleed? Now, this is one of the moments that, again, only really if you know about Mustache Gate... Is it Billy Garcia? <laughs> is
1: <in> that video? <laughs> I keep distracting you. This is so bad.
0: <laughs> I'm going to shut my monitor off. Yeah. Give him a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is where his mouth does not move naturally, but still, it's, it was a last minute thing. Like, this gives some credit. He was filming Fallout like a year ahead of time. So they, they had a few months before the movie's release, they, they couldn't. Make a perfect clean lip. Fine. Whatever. Uh, Contingency plan shows up. It's Lois Lane. This is how they save him uh, from strangling Batman. Uh, He throws Batman down to the ground. Clark flies off with Lois. She immediately comes out of the car. Clark, Clark, what about secret identities here? (laughs) This is clearly a resurrected Superman flying around, choking other superheroes. Clark, stop doing that. It is not going to do him any favors when he goes back to his regular job just to put on a pair of glasses when he's just been called clark uh yeah they drop batman he mentions something Something's definitely bleeding <laughs> to the do you bleed thing uh they have the scene where they're uh trying to figure okay we may have to do this alone because clark is gone uh how are we going to find steppenwolf uh, and Barry says is this a bad time to bring up my low blood sugar <laughs> uh, and then he meets with Aquaman and he says this is, this is again I think one of those moments that's just nobody can complain about this he says K, I I need you to uh, put out a feeler or something and Aquaman's just staring I him mean, I mean do you talk to fish <laughs> and then I let the water do the talking it's, it's so good uh, and uh, we'll quickly we'll just cap it off here with uh, Batman uh, and a shoulder uh, injury here uh, Lois and Clark uh, in the cornfield. I love that Martha sold the house because of what she's going broke when she has a massive field of corn that she could have <laughs> sold right <laughs> sold here to corn, pay off her mortgage. Corn, yeah. <laughs> yep. Doesn't even do anything with the corn, just sell it. Uh, <laughs> Jamie is now the background. <laughs> Jamie is the background. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's a reason why this, These episodes would go for like an hour If we stayed on topic I know
0: so. <laughs> How does her eyeball taste Ben? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Alright We'll go back
2: to this that,
0: Lois <laughs> um, and Clark have a nice scene here he gets himself back, uh, and cue the end of the movie coming up.
1: We've completely forgotten about the random Russian family that. Uh... Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: well, they're relevant to this
1: one moment of this movie. The, the one thing I will say, though, I, I like about Random Russian Family is that bug spray? Well, the bug spray is hilarious, but <laughs> I also love how they kind of go out of their way to don't do the generic let's have this happen in the city. You know, like Let, let's yeah. have this happen in random rural Russia. Cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, like I actually legitimately like that. It's kind of, it's it's something a little bit um, different with that. Um, the the one Steppenwolf scene I really, really like is when he's got all the hostages and he's kind of killing them off and, the, the janitor guy's like, please, I have family. And he's like, why do people keep telling me that? Like, it's kind of just <laughs> a bit of a badass moment where it's kind of, you know, that, that's funny. And then when, um, what's his face, Cyborg's dad, is basically like, you know, you'll never, it's like, finally, someone who doesn't whine. Like, I actually <laughs> think Steppenwolf and uh, the Enchantress are the same person. Like, hello, oh. I'm Steppenwolf. Um, Mother is calling to me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, it's a good point you make though about like Wonder Woman legitimately the only one doing all the fighting. So um, yeah, that's very true. I the the, the thing I will say is like I remember watching this movie when he blows up the thing and all of a sudden water starts coming out. I'm like where are we under Gotham Harbor? I'm like oh gee, yeah. I wonder if they needed a deliberate in to get Aquaman to show up. <laughs> like, <laughs> how convenient. Um, <laughs> because at that point. Like, does Aquaman actually have powers on land? Is this a thing?
0: Well, I mean, he's strong. Um, very strong. Uh, he can <laughs> yes. swim. He can drink water
1: and do things with it. I don't know. Because for the rest of this movie, like, I'm like, why is Aquaman there? Like, don't they need his help when it's in water? Like, you know? <laughs> he can wield a trident.
0: He's got a little dong. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But, I mean, that's the argument people usually make with Aquaman, yeah. But I I think you could say that for pretty much anybody, you know? What good is the Flash to them when he can only run, he can't fight, you know? He has one moment here where he can do something. But I I think that just him having the powers... things he could do like where he's jumping on the parademons you know with the tridents pretty cool but it does make sense like what is aquaman's purpose if you know you're not fighting in a body of water you're going to recruit there are multiple superheroes in the world they put these ones together because they're the ones that he thought would be powerful enough what was his purpose with does he just say oh you know what we're gonna be in the middle of a wasteland a nuclear wasteland no water there you can go home aquaman
1: yeah go rest up Well, I mean, I guess this is just us and other people. You read too much into these team-up movies because then the problem becomes in Aquaman when it's like well hang on a minute why doesn't he call Batman or Superman to come help out you know it's like in any of the Avengers solo movies like they seemingly face big threats that are almost on par of what you're facing in the Avengers movies yeah and so well where's Iron Man you know was, was the Hulk busy that day like it is kind of very yeah, exactly. much like that so and I mean this is the thing the more and more you get these movies the more we get introduced to the Green Lantern and Black Adam and kind of all these other people down the line you're gonna always raise those questions later on well where were they you know why mm-hmm. weren't they in the first Justice League movie so yeah, it's all well and good for me here to nitpick it, but I guess at the end of the day, you're right. Like, what's he going to do? Go home, uh, you know, and, and they've got to set up movie somehow. <laughs> so, yeah. so, like, movie one, every single character in DC comic history is back. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I like that little bit when they break into where they resurrect Superman and uh, Barry's kind of got that little look when he's in his little military uniform and he's kind of like, oh, yep, we're good. <laughs> we're good to go. Um, yeah. It's kind of well, there's a good
0: example of using somebody's like, I think there are ways in this movie, like you're mentioning was like, so what is their purpose right now? I feel like they never struggle with that with Cyborg. And maybe that's just because we're in such a technological world. They should struggle with that in Russia, but then they use the mother box. But every time Cyborg is doing something in this movie, it makes total sense. Like I'm well, going to hack in, I'm going to give you an identity.
1: Well, though, when he does hack into the Kryptonian little thing, because there was that whole thing about the key wasn't there in Man of Steel yeah. and that, like, he just has one on him. Like, I mean, is this common Make knowledge one. that there was a key? Like, I, I don't know how he knows that that's a key. Like, did Lois talk? <laughs> <laughs> Do they I have mean, Lois tied up or?
0: She's telling everybody who Clark Kent is. I mean, he loose lips Lois. True. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Careful how you say that, Colin. Um <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I,
1: I do kind of, like, I think the best scene in the entire movie is this Superman resurrection scene. uh, Like, when yeah. he kind of floats up and he lands. And I just, I love the moment when he's kind of staring at them and he's kind of coming to terms with his powers again. Because there was, was it one of the ones that we actually covered of Smallville where Clark kind of loses his memory and he's kind of discovering his powers all over again? Or is that a, there is definitely an episode where that happens. No, right? that's.
0: Yeah, um, I, mean, I think it's happened a couple of times uh, But uh, no, I don't think it's any of the ones we've covered though But I know what you mean, yeah Because I mean, that
1: might have even been in one of the Superman movies, wasn't it? Like, I mean, it's it's a common thing Like, I like it when he's kind of coming to terms with a little bit about like Oh, I can see people's skeletons and I can hear people mm-hmm. and things like that um, It is very convenient that his shirt comes off, uh, his <laughs> suit, you know And like, okay, I don't get how Kryptonians decompose like, would there not be a bit of, decomp- you know, would he decompose a little bit? How
0: long has it been um, since he's been dead for? Now, now, this is what's interesting because the Superman Lives comic basically explains he appeared dead to everybody, but there was just enough of him alive that he was very slowly restoring himself. Right. And they have a line in here. Like, I don't think that's necessarily the full route they go in this movie, but they do have a line in here where I think Batman's explaining uh, the, 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 the genetic makeup of Superman is one that won't decompose and that won't be destroyed by the mother box. So maybe it does make sense that especially on earth, the body would decompose at such a slow rate, or maybe in the Snyder cut, we're going to see that there's something like, yeah, he was never completely dead. Kind of like the comics had it. And also, there's actually a line which I never
1: noticed before until this one, where Lois says something like, "You know, oh, I was, I knew you would come back." Or he, she's the way, like, "Oh, when you eventually came back, I knew I would have mm-hmm. to face you leaving again." So it's kind of interesting how she obviously assumed that he was gonna come back. I mean, guess we all did, right? But um, I mean, Henry Cavill here, like, I don't know if we ever give props Henry Cavill's acting. We should. He's great. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, even just like his kind of reactions here, the way he's staring at them, like his facial expression, he's kind of coming to terms with it. And mm-hmm. just this whole fight sequence is epic. Like, I love it. I, it's so good. Um, and yeah, that bit when the Flash is like going super fast past him, just so good. Like just the mm-hmm. way he kind of looks and Henry Cavill smirks over at him. It's just, it's fucking fantastic. Like I think even people who hate this movie appreciate this sequence. It's, it's yeah. really, really good. And like the whole, you know, do you bleed line is so good. Like it's just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, a real throwback to Batman v Superman just the way it comes across there. It's so good. And I just always want to point out to with Henry Cavill, I always forget his English. He's so good at doing the American accent. Like, it just it's so natural. Mm-hmm. And you talked about it before, about kind of that, um, I guess, the the, the build-up to the Superman character. Because a lot of people are critical, and we talked about this in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, that he was very dark and, like, this isn't, you know, the hopeful Superman that we all know and love. Like, by the end of this movie, he is. And yeah. it's, it's it's similar to what we're getting in James Bond and why I guess I'm probably appreciating Daniel Craig more so now is that, like... He, he's kind of now in James Bond, what he was before Daniel Craig came about. He just had to get to that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of that build up. And yeah, so I, I love the sequence. And yeah, I kind of backtracking what I said before about Lois is kind of pointless in this movie. The only point she is, I do like that kind of red herring where they're like, we've got a weapon ready to go and they're like, mm-hmm. Alfred, bring in the weapon, and it's freaking Lois. Like, I legitimately <laughs> forgot that Lois was the weapon this time around watching. So, yeah, great. And did we, it's been three years since we've done them, but did we talk up the chemistry between Amy, Amy Adams and Henry Cavill? Because it's there. Like, it's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think it's something that grew, especially in the second movie, because I think Man of Steel, you know, there, it was okay, but then in Man, like Batman v Superman, it, like, they really just took it to a different level, and I think that's just because they got to interact more as Clark and Lois. Because I actually think that the um, the thing that works in Man of Steel is that it doesn't even necessarily seem like a sexual attraction with them, mm. you know, but then we get that in the second movie, and it, it, somehow it just makes their relationship seem much more realistic. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, I love that,
1: Um, absolutely love the moment when they land in the cornfield and Lois is like, oh, you smell good, or something like that. And she's like, yeah. and he's like did I not before? <laughs> like,
0: and I'm like, you've I, been I burned w- underground for how many months? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you're dead five minutes ago.
1: <laughs> but I just love that kind of innocence from, like, uh, Clark and Henry Cavill, <laughs> they're like, did I not before? Like, it's just so great. Um, And actually, I'm really looking forward to seeing that scene that was in the trailer when... Uh, she's wearing the the ring and whatever, and he's just like, so I take that as a yes. Like it's kind of you yeah, know, it's a it's a nice little moment. Um, yeah, and like I love Martha showing up, getting all excited and everything. Why did you um, say that name? Why did you say that name? <laughs> um, but just like underappreciated moments in this movie, like it's just it. There are really good scenes in this movie that I would no doubt think that even the biggest haters of this movie surely can't deny. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like. <laughs> Sorry to always bring up The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, but, like, I mean, they're legitimately movies where they've got such rubbish, and the more you analyse them, the more and more you realise how bad they actually are. Um, mm-hmm. This is kind of the opposite. Like, those who... And Batman v Superman feels the same as well. Like, the more and more you kind of look at it, I, I go completely opposite direction. Like, this is actually a lot better than people ever get it credit for. Yeah. Um One thing I should just quickly mention as well, before I'll let you sort of wrap it up, I guess, is that... Um, not that I let you. You're the host. I mean... <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that, but um, this is one of the most expensive movies ever made. I think it might be like the fourth or fifth, maybe most expensive in terms of special effects. And a lot of people seem to rip into this movie for like, oh, the special effects look bad. (laughs) Again, I don't necessarily agree. There are definitely some moments where it kind of looks a little bit like, I remember cyborg got a lot of criticism for looking too CGI and everything, but, again, the tone of this movie and the way it kind of works out, it fits very well into it. Like it's sort of, mm-hmm. it just works. Like we talked about that in Batman and Robin, right? That kind of like, yeah, take it for what it is. Like the, the special effects and everything. It just, it fits the tone of the movie. I think this fits the tone of the movie. And it's very Snyder-y, I think, kind of from what I know of Zack Snyder. I mean, I've never seen 300, but the clips I've seen of 300, it looks very similar to this. Like it's kind of got a tone and a, and a vibe for it. So... Yeah, I I don't know if you want to talk about the special effects. People seem to criticize this movie for bad special effects, but I'm not one of those. I think the special effects are fine in this movie.
0: I mean, it's really no better or worse than other superhero movies. I think that maybe in part because you're following Wonder Woman, which, I mean, it doesn't have dazzling special effects, but it didn't need it. It just had a great visual look to it. And then you're preceding Aquaman, which was like revolutionary effects. I mean, effects that made people forget that something like Avatar ever existed. Like Aquaman that was the biggest controversy that how did Aquaman not get an Oscar nomination for visual effects? There are people saying that should have been like visual effects of all time worthy. Uh, So maybe just sandwiched in between those. But uh, personally, I think that, yeah, there's a couple shots. The cyborg doesn't look so great, but we also don't know how much of this were the last minute reshoots, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't hold some of that against it still, because, you know, if you have to reshoot a movie that late, then there's obviously issues with it, but there are great effects in this movie. And I, I think specifically the, um, the stuff that doesn't work is some of the, um, of the the effects of the what the mother box is doing in the environment at the end of the movie here. But then you get things when they're interacting with the parademons. The interaction with the parademons is great. Like the parademons look great. The fight scenes, the choreography looks great. I just want to
1: add one thing about the Mother boxes, just on my point about Stephen Wolf from before. Like, do we even, like, like? there's no stakes in this movie, let's be honest. Like, I mean, it's kind of mm. all three Mother boxes come together and hell will return on Earth. Like, it's a, it's a passing line. And, like, yeah. I feel like the, the difference with this and, say, Batman v Superman is that, yeah, like, you know, they've got to all come together basically to battle this evil, but I just don't feel invested in if they fail like at least it's avengers you know they do that even rise of skywalker lo and behold you feel like you know what would happen if they fail whereas this it's kind of it's a passing comment okay cool these giant blue snake things will take over the world cool like that's what i feel about this that's one <laughs> negative i will definitely say about this movie
0: well i mean it's just along those lines i think that that's an issue of this was filmed and completed as the first part of a two-part justice league film. And then they decided, no, we need to make this its own standalone movie and take out. So we lose dark in the process. We only get a mention to him. We lose the stakes of what this is doing, which is really creating apocalypse on earth, like apocalypse being the home world of Darkseid and Steppenwolf and uh, all these other characters that the Parademons. demons. And I think that maybe again, we see the Snyder cut. This is, there's a lot of people who, who take the release of Snyder cut thing the wrong way. And they're like, Oh, like this is going to be the greatest movie ever. I'm like, no, it's going to be an opportunity to see a movie that, that not even just because you replaced him with Joss Whedon, but because the studio decided we're not going to take the gamble on two back-to-back movies. It ends up, it is so weird to watch you drink a bottle of water because the bottle of water disappears. <laughs> So I'm thinking, looks like do you not think I drink? Like, it's like It looks like ben. you're doing something with Tom Cruise right there. Um,
1: Hydrate <laughs> you yourself, Ben. I never yeah. would have guessed it.
0: But uh, losing Darkseid, uh, I, I feel like if the-, <laughs> if the water actually started coming oh, wait, out, there's
1: be- actually water there. Oh, it <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding water. He's holding dark. his
0: head in his hands. <laughs> This is this is going to be our When you submit this To the podcasting awards This is going to be The episode we submit <laughs> Shit I got to do that um, Maybe I will
1: <laughs> Hey Australian uh, Podcast Awards Remember that episode we spent like 20 minutes Talking about Tom Cruise Being gay and a sponge packer <laughs> Actually I really feel like Weird saying it in that context Because that's actually Not very nice To say it When you say it that way If you put I mean, two two When together. you say it But I, said, I didn't say it Ben This is all you <laughs> Meanwhile, can I just point out Colin doesn't have a camera, and the whole thing I've been looking at all episode is Henry Cavill with a fake moustache on. That's all <laughs> I've been through.
0: A glorious one. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, but yeah, like losing Dark Side and losing that second movie, I think does hurt this because from this point on, I can see a lot more of the complaints. Even though I still think it's a fine movie, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but I completely agree with you. The mother boxes if you know a little bit about what they are and what the story would have been based on comics and everything, it helps a little bit. But if you don't know that, which the majority of people wouldn't, this would seem like kind of underwhelming. Um, But in order to get the mother box, Cyborg is going to hack into something and figure out where it is, which again, Cyborg has a lot of purpose in this movie. Which the one thing I'll just add, the, the one
1: thing about the massive Superman fight here is that the mother box literally just lands on a car and they forget about it. So...
0: Yeah, kind of exactly. Blame. <laughs> well, and and after the tunnel fight where Cyborg literally was like the mother box and he just immediately gets to that. I got to get to it quick. Then it's like, oh, I dropped it. Oh, and I forgot. Oh, it's yeah. Steppenwolf's got it now. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's
1: shirtless Henry Cavill. It distracts people.
0: But if he had buried it, there's no way Steppenwolf would have
1: found that. Exactly. And that's why when dogs like bury bones and shit in the backyard, you never find them until years later because, you know, they. Yeah, they, exactly. that's what works. And sometimes you find a dog in there. You,
0: you, you do? <laughs> I don't want to go to your backyard, but okay, sure. Cool. Uh, people burying their pets, you know? That's what they do, don't they? When they're dead. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of pets do you have? This is a pet cemetery. <laughs> You're annoying me, Fido. Get in the ground. <laughs> uh, okay, so on the to finding Steppenwolf in the mother box. Uh, Cyborg knows where he is. And this is where all the characters are just saying how much they doubt the plan. Okay. Well, there's no way we can get there even in this jet. And then cyborg says the jet will fly fast enough for me, which is, you know, kind of a cool cyborg moment there. Uh, we have Aquaman's big moment here where he's just going on and on about all of his fears. And <laughs> oh, you, know, that you, you just push people around. You don't have any powers. It's like you, you're gorgeous. It's like, <laughs> I know that we went to war once, but oh, will I take you in a second. And then he's going on and on. And you know what? I don't want to die. And, and we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And you know what? And he keeps going on and on. And they, they're like trying to get attention. And he sees sitting on the lasso of truth. <laughs> you guys could have told me. <laughs> that's, just, and, just, and that's one of the, 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 in the Snyder Cut, he actually adds, I'm a
1: spy. That's yeah, I'm a spy.
0: <laughs> uh but uh i love through all of that scene it's such a great moment and again it probably is yeah, a joss whedon scene but it's such a great moment and then it ends again the flash has a way to steal a scene even when jason momo is having his best scene of his career uh where he walks with tell anybody about this and you're dead and there's this genuine look of shock on the flash's face like I didn't hear anything after we're all going to die. <laughs> it's like completely real.
1: Does he say like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure he says, you know, I, I will get every prawn or like I know, that. but I swear he says yeah. prawn. I'm like, what? Prawns? prawns? Are going to hurt?
0: Like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, Atlantean prawns. True, true. They're very vicious. We can, come on, an octopus can play the drums in Atlantis. We, mm-hmm. we don't even know what the prawns are going to do. Nicole prawns Kidman will do Kidman can
1: look good in Atlantis. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's unfair.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Nicole. I like you, Nicole. Can't she like could have a legitimate week. marriage to Tom Cruise <laughs>
1: in Atlantis. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Cruise fudge packing.
0: uh no. next week. on, Aquaman. <laughs> uh, anyways, so they get to the city in Russia. Now, I like what you mentioned about it's not a giant city because we talked about this a lot every time we do giant blockbusters of like the last 10 years that – the avengers movie transformers was really at fault for this for just every single movie is just we're going to destroy an entire city and not even mention that millions of people probably died but it was when the avengers did it that people just immediately grew tired of it so even though people love the avengers movie they're like i'm done with cities being destroyed it's just it's it's too overdone that they never dwell on it and then man of steel and batman v superman actually did dwell on that they're like we're going to make this a point but Avengers Age of Ultron, again, another reason I hate the movie, they went another way to say we are not going to destroy entire cities anymore. So what do they do? They destroyed an entire fictional village. <laughs> still hundreds of people, but we're just going to do the whole village. They was still no different. And this, it's a couple of people. We, we basically know that there is one building full of people. They even say it's a very small settlement. Maybe that's another reason why the stakes aren't there for this climax. But. Uh, we don't get like we're going to destroy an entire city this time or four city blocks, even. <laughs> Ooh, the world will be over then. <laughs> but uh, we, a giant dome is taken over. The mother boxes have created a dome. Now, I don't know. The mother boxes are meant to create apocalypse on Earth. So this is terraforming, basically. This is the exact same plot the Zod had. And maybe that's another problem with this and what they downplayed in this movie that it is no different what the Zod was doing in Man of Steel uh but that's the whole purpose of it here and we're gonna get in the end a uh, little bit of problem with Steppenwolf actually being the villain here uh but uh when they arrive there Batman's gonna lead them away because what else can he do this I have a bit of problem with even though it's such an epic moment of Batman in the Batmobile and he's been working on the signal for the parademons the whole time this this beeping sound that apparently follow and they do all follow him but all of them follow him and it's like uh, I'm starting to think this was a bad idea guys uh Now, the whole idea is he's luring them off because he doesn't have powers. They're going to go fight Steppenwolf as he clears all the parademons out of the way. So it's just a five-on-one fight or whatever. Or four-on-one because they don't know Superman's back yet. Um, So then all of a sudden, they're like, are we just going to leave him? And the next thing you know, they all go after Batman. Now, very nice moment until you really analyze. Why did Batman put his life at risk then? What is the purpose of clearing all the parademons where now you just allowed all the parademons come in? It's meant to be sort of a thing about them being a team. They even have that line in there. It's like, what are they doing? They're blowing the mission. It's like, no, they're becoming a team or something really cheesy like that. It just doesn't work. Maybe they intended for it to be bigger and it just didn't pan out. It didn't read as well as it wrote. Who knows? But it just makes them look stupid for having Batman go off and do this in the first place. I would have much rather he did lure all the parademons away and then... It's Superman who comes to the rescue as Batman's about to be killed, but they all go off on the mission to kill Steppenwolf. Why are they trying to say Batman when the whole world is at risk? Again, a problem with there being no stakes with Steppenwolf's plan here at the end.
2: Hmm.
1: And
0: um, how does, how does Alfred know? Cause like when he goes,
1: I don't think we thought this through like, is he got a camera that we don't know about that? He's seeing everything. Yeah. Like
0: radar or something. I mean, he he's Alfred, he's got it all. Uh, there is another good line <laughs> here. The line's got it all. <laughs> Oh, he's he's got it all. He's got more than Ben Affleck. Oh, we know what his dog is. Whoa. That's where iron um, comes from. If exactly. <laughs> iron hammer. Uh, but uh, I, I do love the line. Not the you know. This is this is a team line or whatever. Uh, but the one where he says, you're not going to last three minutes against them. And he says, then use them. Like, use those three minutes. That, that's, a, again, a really... Batman, another one. Ben Affleck gets criticized in this movie for being on autopilot. I think some of the best Batman moments we have are here. He's not dark. He's not brooding. But he's a leader in this movie. And, and it is... really becomes Wonder Woman that becomes the leader. She even says, okay, everybody on my mark. But yeah. it is Batman who does this all. And some of the lines, too, that
1: I really like, which I forgot about, was um, sort of just him and Alfred talking about, like, how I've been doing this for so long. And that's something that... You know, we we know that Ben Affleck is supposedly coming back as Batman in Flashpoint, so, you know, he's not completely gone. But, like, I I really do hope he gets his own movie one day. I mean, probably not now with the whole Robert Pattinson thing, but, you know, I I like this idea of the older Batman who's been around for a long time. Like, it's kind of, we've never really had that explored. And,. I like that. I really like those little throwaway lines and things like that that happen and kind of that this this is where they are at their point and everything. So yeah, I really hope that there can be something explored a little bit more with Ben Affleck's Batman moving forward.
0: Well, again, I think I mentioned little bits of spoilers about the Flashpoint comic. The Flashpoint comic is essentially the Flash and an older Batman as like probably the second to lead character in it. So I'm hopeful that they're adapting it closely enough that uh, you know Ben Affleck will have a good role in there because this is one of the things that works. It's different because we're getting an older Batman and it's also a traditional Batman. It's a guy who's using his brains and doing detective work and sacrificing himself because he knows he has no superpowers. This is where Hawkeye and you know early on Captain America felt wasted like, okay, why am I supposed to be getting excited watching Hawkeye shoot these guys with arrows while the Incredible Hulk just killed 16 of these things with his bare hands? it's not impressive but they're using batman the way he should be used here uh and everybody else even the Flash, like who's starting to get on the action here that moment where he crashes through this paradigm and he's like yes that was gross like it's there's not even pause there and it's i don't know many people that would have played that line that way is like where your excitement and then your disgust is all in one sentence uh cyborg gets his leg ripped off which i felt like would have been better if they kept it ripped off here like him immediately putting it back on again, losing a lot of stakes here. Cause I think even when we did the review, I was kind of critical about how this movie ends. Um, we get the Aquaman sailing through the air, you know, piggybacking on cyborg. My man. Uh, we, that's where we get the, my man. Uh, that's my man. That wasn't, that wasn't a, my man. That's a, my
1: man. My man. <laughs> my man.
0: My Is that man. when he's a
1: Yaya or something like that on the, on the
0: Batmobile as well? Or Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everybody gets their piece here. I feel like this is one thing that Justice League did better than the Avengers, at least specifically for the first two Avengers movies. When they're all participating in the battle here, it makes sense. And nobody feels like it's so why are they actually there? Cyborg is there because he's the only one that can control the Mother Box. He was created out of the Mother Box. The Flash is there to rescue people, save one person, in this case, save three or four or five people. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman is the only one who can fight Steppenwolf. Aquaman is there to just kill a bunch of parademons because he's Aquaman, you know. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's the decoy, you know. Um, but that moment where Superman comes back, like, I, I don't even know if if it was the wrong decision to not have it be this triumphant moment because I think the audience knows he's coming back at this point. But it, it almost feels like they just gloss over it when he reappears here. But what we get is Superman. We get him with wisecracks. And uh, people gave so much praise to the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man because it introduced the dialogue of Spider-Man. This is the way Spider-Man talks. He does mouth off to people. And I know, I, I think I shared with you during DC month, the first time we did DC month, the uh, superdickery.com a website dedicated to all the moments where Superman is genuinely being a dick because he can, and that's the way Super, Superman was created to kind of be like this. He would mess with people, you know? And that's the way that if you go back and read, I'm not even talking about, oh, you would interpret it this way now. No, go back and read the earliest action comics with Superman every single issue he's doing something which is incredibly dangerous or incredibly inconsiderate just because like I'm Superman, I can mess with you, you know? And that's what we get with this moment here where the flash is saving the family in the car. And then Superman comes up (laughs) holding a building as he flies through the air. It's it's such a great visual, but that is the Superman character. And then all these lines that he gets in, in this fight scene here is great too. Um, the slowpoke line you know he even says a slowpoke <laughs> yeah i love that and the best then this is the other part of superman aside from the humor of superman which so many people miss cuz they don't they don't know enough about superman to realize this is the way the character is is the corniness to Superman that only works when Superman says it, you know? Uh, I, I think it's the the first Richard Donner Superman movie uh, where um, uh, the, the end of the movie where he drops off Lex Luthor to prison. And then the the jailer is like, well, the world is safe. Thanks to you, Superman. He goes, don't thank me. We're all part of the same team. Like anybody else says that and you're going to be laughing. But Superman says it like, yeah, <laughs> I'm part <laughs> of that team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Back yeah it, it works with him, and that, that, that's the line here where he says something about uh, "I'm also a fan of justice." Where uh, I believe in truth, I'm also a big fan of justice. I love that. The um, American this way. is where <laughs> truth, justice, and the American way. You're gonna da, fight da, da, every politician da. in the country. <laughs> uh, more Richard Donner references there. Did, did, did he you hear? A there's a Richard cut?
1: Donner. Yeah. yeah did you Richard you. Donner cuts coming? Wow! I can't wait. <laughs> is it on HBO Max?
0: um there's uh the final moment here where superman needs to help cyborg pull apart the mother box this is where i feel like it's underwhelming and i'll still stand by my initial comments even from having really enjoyed the movie that the climax it it just sort of ends okay well i'll help you pull apart the mother box or whatever and he says you know what uh i kind of like living and then cyborg says like yeah me too and they pull it apart uh, it's a fun moment where they pull it apart, and you see Superman hurt because Superman does get hurt. Like that's another thing people misunderstand. He gets hurt, and then he's like, "Oh, I take it back. I want to oh die God. now." <laughs> uh, but it's just that it just—they just sort of pull it apart. Like I want a bigger moment. I want Cyborg where it's like, "It's tearing me apart. It's tearing me apart. <laughs> Lisa, it's tearing me <laughs> apart. Diana, it's tearing me apart. I
1: definitely have the cancer."
0: <laughs> <laughs> How is your sex life? (laughs) Go watch The Room now if you haven't seen it. Yeah, stop listening Uh, to this crap and watch The Room. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. But it just sort of ends here. We do get the Steppenwolf fight afterwards, but again, it's all Diana fighting. We get Aquaman taking a couple shots in, uh, but it's a Diana fight. Uh, This is where she is the action hero of this movie still. The way it ends is that Superman uses his freeze breath on the axe, freezes the axe, and Wonder Woman shatters it. Uh, and then you get another thing, which I think it kind of works, but probably could work a little better, where Steppenwolf's like, no, what's happening? And then all of a sudden the parademons start coming back. It's like they smell his fear. Uh, why do the, the parademons, like, is this the first time he's ever felt fear in his life? Like, <laughs> did they just, and, and why do the parademons, instead of trying to kill him, take him back to Apocalypse? Like, it's all a little bit confusing here. It's the Lion um, King, basically, when the hyenas eat Scar. This is the Lion King cut, Joss yes. Whedon's Lion King cut.
1: <laughs> true story, uh, Justice League, a much better Lion King than last year's Lion King. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> got Jeremy Irons
0: in this one, didn't in last year's. So there you go. Oh, and also Cyborg, where he says, "My toes hurt. I don't even know how it's possible. Yeah. I don't have toes." That's I like great. I like
1: the Wonder Woman's line, "Children,
0: I work with children." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is true because she's like you know great grandmother to them. She'd be great great great
1: great 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 grandmother. Yeah. Uh, And this is where you get that... Betty Betty White's what? (laughs) Because of her grandmother. Betty White,
0: never mind. She's as attractive (laughs) as Betty
1: White.
0: Yeah, exactly. Jamie, you're as beautiful as Gal Gadot. More (laughs) beautiful than Betty White even. (laughs) Wow. It's like the old lady in Titanic. Hey, old lady in Titanic, you stink! (laughs) You stink! (laughs) Uh, We get the cheesy Justice League pose here. This is where the fist bump actually happens um wrap up stuff here uh plants are growing everywhere so was steppenwolf a bad guy he, this is a nuclear wasteland and now it has life
1: yeah good guy there we go another he's one on he's saving
0: the planet yep
1: yep exactly can i say, just quickly wrong. steppenwolf did the band come first or did the character come first
0: I, no, I think – well, the character – I'm trying to think. The New Gods is what this came out of, which is probably the 60s or 70s. Maybe around the same time. But I think uh, I think the name Steppenwolf comes – like, it, it's, it's German for something. Let me just see. For wolf? Um, and stepping on them? Stepping on a oh, wolf. Oh, yeah. If you uh, want to
1: step on the wolf, yeah, you'll step on the wolf.
0: Uh, well, it was a novel from 1929 called mm. Steppenwolf from a German author. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what it translates as here uh step and wolf
1: <laughs> it, tra- it transfers no. <laughs> it, tra- it, it
0: translates to Pudge the fudge
1: <laughs> that's exactly that's what step and wolf
0: is yeah uh but yeah i mean band and comic maybe around the same time let's say uh who did it better they, the,
1: the 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 evil person or born to be
0: wild uh
1: what, what, well what the born to be better? wild
0: guy was blind and canadian so i'm gonna stick with the canadian here
1: is there a difference blind and canadian like is there a- <laughs>
0: what i am good on your <laughs> roads oh <laughs> fair point okay yeah. moving on uh and I just, I, I would love if as Steppenwolf's being carried off by the parademons, they suddenly realize they're wrong as they see flowers and everything growing everywhere. Like, I just wanted to make it a beautiful place for your children to grow up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. These vicious things with teeth. <laughs> like, ah, pretty flowers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, wrap up scenes here this is another thing that just i think it went by too quick and i'll still stand by this this goes way too quick and this movie is exactly at two hours and i feel like this is one of these things where they said we need this movie to come in under two hours not two hours and two minutes two hours because we just sort of get this montage where you get the flash going to his dad saying i got accepted to the worst crime lab job you could get but it's a start um you have cyborg and aquaman doing their thing i can't even remember what it is yeah wonder woman uh yeah <laughs> wonder woman uh talking to a bunch of children after tying up a bunch of burglars with their fedoras <laughs> and everything <laughs> um clark kent with his glasses back on the job we, we get the scene where martha martha has martha. her arm back yeah and he says Thank you for doing this for me, Bruce. Well, I figured it was the least I could do after killing you. Uh, how did you do it? Uh, how did you convince the bank to live? I bought the bank. So you just buy banks. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an impulse thing for me. That's a Bruce Wayne line. Like, Which, how can you? It's great. Not love that?
1: Like, it's really great. But you got to beg the question: Why didn't he do it beforehand? Like, if he felt that guilty yeah. that Martha's losing a home, that you got to wait till Clark comes back. Like, Martha could have been well,
0: homeless on the street. Martha. <laughs> he paid for the funeral and he's like that's all i got in me sorry five thousand bucks they'll cover the costs enjoy your home martha <laughs> um and then we get this narration which i don't even know what it all is but it sort of ends with that line look up in the sky which i just love because that's such a superman line there uh we get the bonus scenes quickly at the end here too oh, so good uh, you you know that this is you know obviously a reshoot thing uh but the flash and superman now this they did this in smallville as well at the end of the first flash episode it was the exact same thing they're gonna have a race and they're on a road and it just sort of slows down as it fades to credits here um i love again the super dickery here <laughs> where uh he's saying you know oh if I, but if you lose you're off the team or something like what does he say yeah, yeah if you if, if yeah. i win you're off the team and he goes what really no no not really this is oh fine but uh you do have to take us to brunch This <laughs> <It's just laughs> totally being a dick here as ben slips into his floor uh
1: <laughs> oh, am i falling again <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm a, a bomb <laughs>
0: You know you how to do. You know that little trick where you'll go behind a big object and you'll fake like you're walking down the stairs as you slowly crouch. Yeah. I just want to see you doing that.
1: <laughs> you can look at that and say, <laughs> "Is that how to train your dragon, or is that a unicorn?" No, it was something that Mallory got in a McDonald's Happy Meal. I don't know what the hell it is. You can look at Steve. It looks Irwin like something if you want. from Trolls. <laughs> Steve Trolls <Irwin>. World Tour. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Right. Uh, yeah, what
0: talking. is that action figure? This is okay. We're taking a break from Justice
1: League here. <laughs> it's Steve Irwin. So when I was in New Zealand, somebody for my secret Santa thought it was funny to get me a, a crocodile hunter carrying a <laughs> crocodile. So yeah, it's on my. Do desk. they
0: have Bindi Irwin action figures? Oh, uh, you wouldn't want to know what I'd do with that. So. <laughs> Jamie got all excited. Uh, she sent me some headline, uh, which is, "Look at this! You'll love this!" and. I'm not kidding, it took me like a good minute, minute and a half to realize that she meant the headline and not the picture of Bindi Irwin. Uh, <laughs> it said, Crocodile Hunter's daughter having twins. And I'm like, oh, that's who you meant, okay. Yeah, I was looking at different twins, all right, moving yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the final scene, which is setting up the Legion of Doom as we get Deathstroke appearing. Uh, who was meant to be – this is the one thing I'm sad about because the actor they got here – uh, he's one of these guys that I, I, what's he was on one of those HBO shows was it True Blood or something?
1: Um, oh, is not it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in Magic Mike. He was in Sp- Superman, uh, yeah. Spider Man too, wasn't he? Um, Spider
0: Man. He was the original Sp- Flash Thompson. The Spider Man. Yeah, no, um, no, he's
1: famous now. Ma- uh, Mallory likes him. All women like him. Um, yeah,
0: Joe Joe Manju Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was uh, Chuck he was Mangione, the What is <laughs> he <laughs> Chuck was the Mangione. werewolf in
1: True Blood? You know, he was True uh, Blood. That's what it was. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but like they get him to play Deathstroke. Everybody goes nuts. He appears in the post-credits of Deathstroke. This was meant to be the villain in The Batman, which I'm guessing they're still saving. Maybe they have to save him now because The Batman is now part of a different continuity, a different universe. Uh, But he gets introduced to Lex Luthor. I still stand by there are moments where Jesse Eisenberg is great as Lex Luthor. And in this Mm. post-credits scene, this is a perfect example of how he is great as Lex Luthor. Uh, where, where he's saying, uh, "Hello, Ben Scalp. This you really have a problem with your webcam? What is going on?
1: <laughs> the blue tech isn't sticking. <laughs> Stupid fucking thing."
0: Anyways, he says, "You know, uh, I think we should put together a little league of our own. Uh, which is setting up the Legion of Doom and Tom the Hanks' villain is in version. It.
1: Yes, and Gina yes. Davis and Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> and finally a league of their own
0: is connected." To a cinematic universe. <laughs> it took some time, but finally, finally. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell is made to be a supervillain. Uh, we know that much. Hashtag Anyways. bring back Gina Davis, by the way. Where is she? <laughs> she's She's got to be a thing still, right? Oh, Gina Davis.
1: Now there's a woman. Come on.
0: No dong on her. Um, yeah. Well, Jeff Goldberg. And then no? we, get the, <laughs> we get the great cover of Come Together. Uh, Justice League, great movie. Good ending, not great ending
1: um yeah there was something i was dying to say but i can't remember what it was um must not have been that important um yeah no i'm I'm with you with the ending it kind of it, it does come across pretty quickly and like yeah, as i said before like superman kind of just shows up and Steppenwolf wolf becomes his bitch and it's just that's it but i do love the superman stuff like as you said they're like slow poke and like yeah. i love the carrying the house thing that's that's hilarious um, the the bit when they're, like, buying the mansion and, like, you know, we're going to have a table six with room yeah. for more. Like, that's a bit cheesy. Um, Who, like, okay, Sauce. as someone who's not a comic book person, um, like, outside of the Justice League, who else is in the Justice League? Is there
0: Green Lantern, I'm guessing? Well, are, are the, is the Black main... Adam good or bad? Well, I guess mostly bad. He's sort of like Shazam villain. I mean, even Shazam, everybody has been associated with the Justice League at one point or another. Uh, but the core Justice League is basically what you get in this movie plus the Green Lantern. Now, Cyborg is one of these anomalies where he was sort of introduced, you know, in the 80s as just another guy, more of a Teen Titans thing because he was like a teenage character that just, for whatever reason, Cyborg has become associated with the Justice League so strongly. Uh, but, yeah, primarily just these ones and then the Green Lantern. A couple others those, like Hawk, uh, Hawk, not Hawkeye, uh, Hawkman, And uh, Green Arrow. Those are some other ones that, you know, frequently make uh, more prominent appearances. Supergirl as well. But uh, this is essentially it, plus Green Lantern.
1: Robin? Does Robin appear? He's the leader of the Teen
0: Titans. So he kind of has his own group. Jesus,
1: loser. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Shazam. Like, I kind of want to see Shazam teamed up more with this. Like, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, the. I love the the bank line like you know you said, such because we don't really get a lot of Ben Affleck as, as Bruce Wayne do we like it yeah. sort of that's the one thing that we do miss from his um character yeah the great cover at the end come together is fantastic uh, i absolutely love the scene at the end with the 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 race it's so good um and i remember seeing this in the cinemas and you know my dad and i stayed back to watch the post credit there's probably like three other people and they were these three like really like stereotypical nerdy guys you know they are like no I never had a date good for them um <laughs> but as soon as this scene came up with uh the, the final credits with Lex Luthor that they were all like oh like they just lost their shit and I'm like I looked at my dad I'm like who's that I, was like, I don't know I'm like is that Deadpool <laughs> like, okay. D- different continuity but um <laughs> Yes, Jesse Eisenberg though, just still not a, not sold him as Lex Luthor. I'm sorry, I like you, Jesse Eisenberg, but just not as Lex Luthor. I'm still not on board. But um, see, also you just quickly you mentioned about the the score. Um, you know we had the the oh, elements yeah. of da da, da 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 in the Superman bits, also the Batman bits, where every now and then you get the da da da, 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 da. Like And we, mm-hmm. we talked that up a lot, I remember, in the lead-up to this three years ago, and then when we did the review, we talked up the fact that this is... Because it was confirmed before then, and it's it's very subtle. It would have been cool if they used it a little bit more, but the fact that they used it at all was pretty epic. You, you and I recently on 007, Download Now, talked about how it would be cool if they redid some John Barry scores within the new No Time to Die or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's great score, great movie, and great movie, like... Great Let's movie. Just say it now. I, I, I mean, we. this is one thing about this month, though, Colin, because we've all given ratings on these already. I guess it's just a case of whether we change them or not. And I'm not yeah. trying to steal your thunder here or not, but I mean, I'm just saying now I'm not changing my buy it from three years ago. So,
0: no. Yeah. Okay. Easy. Right. That's over, right. over and done with. <laughs> um, One thing I, I actually, as I was mentioning the core members of the Just League, a very important one that I completely forgot was Martian Manhunter, uh, oh, which. Yes. Um, I, I just read this right now uh because i'm like oh martian manhunter and i'm like wait was he ever supposed to be a part of this because i'm like i know that they still have plans for green lantern but i don't remember hearing anything about martian manhunter martian manhunter will be in Ju- Zack snyder's justice league next year hmm. uh not only will he be in it but it it is a character that has already appeared in this universe in previous films do you remember uh harry lennox is the actor but do you remember the, the character general swanwick he was the, the military general in the Man of Steel and Batman v. Yep. Superman? Yep, 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 yep. So it's going to be revealed, I guess, that he is the Martian Manhunter, and that's oh, just him hiding spoiler. out on earth. Well, well, it's listed <laughs> in the credits as Calvin Swanwick slash Martian Manhunter. So Who <laughs> raids it? it involves raiding, Colin. I don't raid. But it, but it, that's great because like I said, you know, that is probably the last major member that has not even been alluded, alluded towards. And uh, Martian Manhunter is something where you really have to get it right. I remember hating the way that they handled Martian Manhunter in most of the animated series. And then when I saw Smallville and even the Supergirl TV show, they have Martian Manhunter as a major character. They really get them right. So I'm, I'm kind of excited if they get Martian Manhunter in there. Uh, but yes, Justice League. Um, let's go through some of the closing bits here. Uh, critically this movie was ripped apart like pretty much all of the DCs were which again we say that and people always say oh the DC movies suck and they forget the fact that Man of Steel got great reviews and very good audience response we should also say since we recorded three years ago or whatever Man of Steel's reputation has gone through the roof we remember the time saying like oh you know what Man of Steel is actually not that you know uh, hated people kind of like it suddenly there's this love for Man of Steel which wasn't there three years ago Uh, so you know we we like to think we played a part in that. Let's just say it. Um, we did. We absolutely <laughs> did. It's all us. It, it has nothing to do with Henry Cavill, uh, nothing to do with the love for Henry Cavill after The Witcher and Mission Impossible. It is and just all us. Henry
1: Cavill. I think Henry Cavill, when, is, he's, he's, he's almost on Keanu Reeves' level of amazingness now because I think yeah. the lockdown helped him because Henry Cavill's is just a massive nerd. He just sits around his house and yeah. plays video games. That's literally what mm-hmm. Henry Cavill does. And just a real little side note on that. My my best friend, she worked, she lived in Vancouver for a while and she worked for a video game company. And one of the times uh, they, they were building, I can't remember the name of the game that this company was known for, but they were building like an extra version of it. And they knew Henry Cavill was a fan of their video game. So they approached Henry Cavill to be like the lead voice in it. And Henry Cavill straight away was like, yep, I will do it in a heartbeat. Basically, it never happened because I think there was like a contract dispute or like he was filming or something couldn't happen. Henry Cavill wanted to do it. His lawyers and that got involved. But my friend Kelly, because she was like on the marketing team, she basically, her job would have been to work with Henry Cavill for like a week on the marketing. She would have had to like travel around with Henry Cavill. Um, so she was telling me about this the other day, uh, that she, like she was this close to basically spending a week with Henry Cavill. So I could have, we could have been in, we could have been in, we could have had a, I could have had a friend who knew Henry Cavill and who knows, but you know, Henry Cavill's uh, great. He's County Ree's level of awesomeness.
0: If, if, let's just be honest, if this was Jamie and that offer was there, <laughs> she would not be coming back. <laughs>
1: you would, you would be single and ready to mingle with yeah, your exactly. massive exactly
0: yep <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah but like critically this movie was not as bad as like uh what was it batman v superman was something like 29 percent of rotten tomatoes. this gets a 40 so it's it's respectable and i think that this is one of these movies that it, people criticize it more than they actually you know hated it like if that makes any sense not really uh but it's response is not nearly as bad as you'd be led to believe. I mean, 40% of Rotten Tomatoes, not that bad. IMDb, this has got like a 6.4, which again is not bad. Uh, So it's, it's not like people absolutely hate this movie. It was just, it was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I think that expectations do have a lot to do with that. Um, You wouldn't want to read any of these reviews here. Um, uh, Richard Roper gave a three and a half out of four stars. Good job. Classic Richard Uh, Roper. Yes. Uh, he says, it's a putting-the-band-together origins movie executed with great fun and energy. Um, who, who is this? Bilgi Ebiri oh, gave yeah. it a positive review as well. Very famous from The Village Voice. Yep. Uh Rated constantly. The, the, the humor often sits uneasily next to the moodiness. There's a conflict we kind of talked about there. Uh, negative review here. Uh, Alyssa Rosenberg from the Washington Post. Just League is a symbol of just how entrenched superhero movies have become in Hollywood ecosystem. It's also a potent illustration that success hasn't necessarily artistically elevated the genre. It's not just that beat by beat Just League feels nearly identical to so many of the superhero movies that have come before it, or that it features some of the ugliest, most pointless special effects I've seen in a movie in a long time. This is really too much. Uh, Have you read the Washington (laughs) Post
1: recently? Oh! Uh.
0: (laughs) It's just disgusting.
1: I know. Uh, I use it to wipe my massive dong. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: anyways, so not a bad response to the movie uh, overall, but uh, not ecstatic Uh, i'm gonna go through the box office here really quickly if you just want to get one of our imdb reviews ready at some point i i I have like i think
1: what i'm gonna do this is one of those ones where i feel like we look at the positive ones more than the negative ones because the negative ones Mm. are generally where the fans are with some of it but um no i've I've got they're all idiots yeah yeah particularly here
0: yelling tenniel wait till we get to theirs yeah uh, so this movie, I remember this being a, dis- even I looked at this. I'm like, oh, that's what I always like to give the benefit of the doubt with these movies. Uh, oh, this was such a disappointment. It was only a hundred million dollars, but DC, the one thing that you could bank on with DC movies, it, it didn't matter how much criticism this is why I think in our first month, I pinpointed bad word of mouth does matter. You look at the star Wars grosses, they progressively go down. You look at even things that people genuinely liked you know, the entire series, like the Hunger Games, the grosses do go down. Uh, with the DC movies, Man of Steel opens with like, you know, over $100 million. Batman v Superman opens with $150 million. Suicide Squad opens more than $100 million. Wonder Woman opens with more than $100 million. You cannot find any other franchise out there that did four back-to-back movies or $100 million. It took, I'm trying to think um, when D, the or Marvel eventually did that. Uh, It might've been Iron Man two was the first and only one uh, before they got to the Avengers that opened over a hundred million dollars and every DC movie. Now, if the DC movies were that bad, would they all been opening a hundred million dollars, but then you get to justice league, which $93 million opening. This was significantly lower than all the ones that preceded it. And, you know, it kind of held up. Okay. As the next weekend came on, but uh, then it just drops off the face of the planet. Um, so yeah, box office gross, this definitely, it's not what you would call a bomb, but it definitely is not what I think anybody was expecting. Uh, I'm going to try to find the worldwide gross of this here, but uh, domestically, where does it fall on the list here? Uh, so 2017, 11th highest grossing film in 2017. Again, not terrible. It outgrows Dunkirk. It outgrows Coco. It outgross the Lego Batman movie. It uh, outgrows Get Out. Well, and. Get out then, yeah. Uh, get out. <laughs> uh, this is the calendar gross, so we should go to the in year grosses. So I think that's the more accurate one here. Uh, but uh, th- this is a year where let's look at the movies that dominated Last Jedi, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider Man Homecoming, It, Thor Ragnarok, Despicable Me 3, Just League was number 10 overall. So. Crack the top 10 for the year, $229 million. Um, still looking for the overall box office gross here, uh, what this thing made worldwide. Uh, $657,924,295. Uh, yeah. So for <laughs> a series that would follow with Aquaman breaking the billion dollar mark, you know, $670 million, probably not amazing. Uh, but still, it made a decent amount of money. And Um, and to
1: add to that, Colin, just some good news. It was mm re-released in 2020 in Brazil. It did make $2,692 during that release.
0: Well, that paid for at least three frames of the mustache. There we go. Three Um, three hairs,
1: basically. That will pay for some of the lawsuit.
0: Against Against us. uh. Yeah. (laughs) Last okay, pluck keywords, lasso of truth. Wow, I wonder what's gonna be on this list. Justice League, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman TV series, Superman, Red Sun, Just League, Flashpoint Paradox, Just League War. I'm just trying to see if there's anything. Here we go, two and a half men. The only non Wonder Woman related thing on here oh. where pluck keyword is lasso of truth. All those for things the episode, Charlie
1: in the Lasso of Truth. My goodness,
0: for the episode titled Justice in Star Spangled Hot Pants. <laughs> I like the
1: one here and actually it was a a fun little moment at the very beginning of the movie was when you saw the newspapers and it was like, have they returned to their home planet? And you see David Bowie, Prince and Superman. So you've actually got a reference reference to David Bowie month We do (laughs) featuring Deadpool 2, A Black Klansman, Justice League and Yesterday and Bohemian Rhapsody,
0: number five. Stop bringing that movie up. Every time (laughs) you bring up Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm going to bring up Trolls World Tour.
1: Galileo, Galileo.
0: Trolls World Tour. Cool. I would sing. I can't remember any of the songs from Trolls World Tour. God, just... um, Trolls World Tour, better musical than Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. Uh, okay. Body Landing on Car Month. Oh, yes. We could... This is heavy with Chadwick Boseman. Black Panther and 21 Bridges. Also, The Old Guard, which we recently talked about, and The Dark Knight. Okay. Um, oh, Cockney Accent Month, Colin. Oh, uh, We've been waiting for an
1: excuse to do that. Featuring Tenet, The Dark Knight, The Gentleman, <laughs> and The Prestige. basically every Michael Kane movies. Okay.
0: I love them for a movie that spent millions of dollars to remove the mustache. One of the plot keywords is mustache. So what would we do if we did mustache month? <clears throat> Ryan Johnson's Knives Out, Avengers Endgame, One Spot a Time in Hollywood, and The Dark Knight. Okay. Where was the mustache in A Dark Knight? Morgan Freeman? Uh, uh did Gary Oldman not have a mustache. Gary Oldman, Michigan? there we go. Gary Oldman yeah. and Morgan what about, Freeman.
1: What about character repeating someone else's dialogue month? I'm i down <laughs> for that. Uh featuring Tenet, again, Black Panther, twenty-one bridges and knives out. So okay, yep. Sure.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying the bridges of Madison County, twenty-one bridges of Madison County. That's what yeah, I thought I heard. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh police officer killed by silence gun month. Oh, finally 21 Bridges gee I wonder why Chadwick Boseman is the flavor of the month um, Justice League Skyscraper and Magnum Force not Magnum oh, PI movie final score number 5 so
0: uh, there's a lot of bare chested men one on here I think we've yeah. gone through those oh, thin attractive
1: oh, oh. women sorry Colin excited camera focus on female butt month <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood Justice League John Wick and the Avengers
0: uh I think we've pretty much milked this one dry. I'm not seeing anything else other than Legion of Doom month, which I think we're gonna know what's gonna be on there. Beard month? Uh- <laughs> Beard month. We've already gone through mustache month. Featuring Tenet. Oh my god. Black Panther <laughs> <laughs>
1: knives out and Stop trying to make Tenet happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop it. Oh. Alright, All right. reviews. Uh, Have you got reviews? Review. What, are you, what are you looking at? Yeah, go go for reviews. Okay, I mean, there's actually a lot here on The Bad Ones. I'm just going to read some of the headlines here rather than go, because there's only a few short ones. Um, Mm. So we have Boring, Disappointment, (laughs) You Killed My Dreams, Damn It is literally a headline. Um, Hashtag Snydercut, So Bad, Horrible, Terrible, Rancid, Zack Snyder (laughs) is Terrible, This Movie is Terrible, Um, A 1998 CGI on 2017, Rip DC, Wow DC, my eyes were bleeding. Um, <laughs> the worst movie ever. Um, there you go. The positives, so, though. My opinion: better, comma, same as Wonder Woman. Uh, the DC film we were waiting for. Epic movie. Awesome movie. Best DC movie so far. Funny. That's it. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> that's that's legitimately on the DVD case. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not not not. I don't know how to feel about these reviews. Like they're kind of just yeah, nothing stands out to me.
0: Um, uh, I am very satisfied though that despite the fact it's got no real nominations, it was nominated for four or no three Kids Choice Awards, oh. uh, two Kids Choice Awards, and three Teen Choice Awards. So and rightfully so. That's what it was yeah. aiming for. Yep. But the only awards that this won. Was the BMI Film and TV Awards for Danny Elfman's score, and it won the Golden Schmo Award for biggest disappointment of the year. Oh, okay. right. Well, wonder if uh, Joss Whedon or uh, uh, Zack Snyder has the statue for that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I want to do a. Ra- I want to kind of do an updated rankings as we go along here. I was thinking you know.
1: that too, Colin Hilton. Good job.
0: All right, uh, but before we get there, are we still sticking with we're buying this movie? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's not perfect, but it is it's a lot of fun. So the only one I'm, I'm I will okay say
1: it. I think here that you I have not got any rating for you because you did not do the Birds of Prey recap with uh, review with me. So mm. I think out of all these, uh Birds of Prey is the only one that I don't know your opinion of it. So uh yes, the most recent right. one. And I'm just I'm looking at uh. Jamie must have
0: been on the Justice League recap view somewhere because we,
1: i'm she bought it so good for her. yeah
0: because we when we got to see it for the advanced screening i think we recorded that night um and then we recorded like when you saw it a day later gotcha all right i understand uh, i just want to i'm just looking at the poster right here we talked about there being no superman but can we just say how cool the tagline for this movie is you can't save the world alone where the text <laughs> is using all the characters yeah. logos in there like the flash symbol and the o for u and the w for world of wonder woman yeah. it's awesome and they did they did uh, do a
1: rejigged version didn't they with superman
0: later on right mm, they might have i don't know Must well be. they should have god um, fix it now so release
1: the superman poster
0: yeah <laughs> uh let's see where we rang now i do i don't know if you remember your rankings i do remember i think i had uh before we saw this wonder woman was my number one of the first four uh, I think I had Batman v Superman number two. Uh, I had Man of Steel number three, and I think I had Suicide Squad number four. I'm
1: so pretty... I'm going to... Oh, I was just going to jump in. Sorry. I'm being Oh, rude. jump in. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure from memory, I had Batman v Superman, Man of Steel, Suicide Squad one. I know I had Wonder Woman last, but that wasn't because I, I don't like Wonder Woman. It's just I like the other three better. So I'm, I know I had
0: okay. Batman v Superman number one though. Uh, I am going to put this exactly where I think I said I was going to put it three years ago, which is... Right in the middle, um, I, you know, what? I'm st- I'm very torn between this and Man of Steel because I do feel like Man of Steel is an overall better movie, but there is something that's just so fun, especially with the addition of, you know, I, I guess the three new ones here. They-, they do really well with Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Ben Affleck, but with Ray Fisher and Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller, I just think that there's so much. They bring so much fun to this movie, and in Ray Fisher's case, a lot of intensity. So. I would probably put this just a notch above Man of Steel, even though I love Man of Steel. So I'm going to put this number three right now on my list. I'm going to do exactly the same, except this will go into number two on my list. Um, I really like this movie.
1: And this is this is a movie that legitimately I could just put on and watch um, and just have fun with it. Because like, watching this last night, it went by so quickly. I, I started watching yeah. it like basically midnight. And before you knew it, it was over, I was like, holy crap, that was great. Um, so I'm going to keep Batman v Superman at number one. And I'll have this at number two um so i'll see if i remember these rankings as of next week um do we are we so we're not mentioning anything about snyder cut now
0: if you didn't know they're releasing this uh in they like, are England yeah again. uh i mean we <laughs> talked a little bit about a throat here yeah. which i mean we'll have nothing left to cover in the lead up for that but i'm sure we're gonna do a, we'll probably do a week by week or night by night review however is it a they four,
1: do it is it a four episode thing yeah, yeah that four parts doing? yeah so, so instead a, of
0: yeah okay I think they had talked about making it one movie. Then they said, we'll make it two movies. And instead they're going with, let's make it, which I like that idea better because I feel like if it's four hours, you might as well just do it as like a mini series, the way that they, they done the Watchmen TV series, you know, make this a event TV series, four episodes and you're done. Which, I, like, obviously, once it all comes out, somebody will probably super edit it into
1: a four-hour version. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I guess we'll work that out next year. But, like, it's, it's kind of interesting because when we did Batman v Superman, I think we both did the uh, the extended cut, which would add, like, nearly an hour, basically, to it, doesn't it? Um, And yeah. ultimately, I think everyone agrees it's a much better movie. Um, but I, it's going to be interesting to see kind of, because I, I think the one thing I'll say about it is that like everyone's expecting this to be like the savior and like, you know, people are going to like, people were bagging out the trailer. Like, did you see Zack Snyder replying yeah. to the comments? Cause Zack was like, well, what did you expect? This still is the same movie. It's just got some additional things and it's a little bit different. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, it's, not, it's not a brand new movie. So you will still get criticism for this next year. But um, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not it's very like Batman v Superman where the extended edition really does add another layer to it and makes it a thousand times better even though the original was just as good um, or whether or not this is completely different. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, especially because all those things that we're saying that this movie was lacking is what we'll get. We're going to get more of the backstory because we've seen it in the trailer. We're going to get Dark Side and more of a purpose with the villain and their plot because we see it in the trailer
1: yeah and that just the trailer people haven't watched it's really good like that version of hallelujah that they have like it's really Mm -hmm. just, and the way it's edited just fits in really well because like they they go out of their way to show basically what like 90% new sequences there are a couple of you know the sequences seen, but like the thing is too like if you watch the honest trailer for this they do a whole section of scenes that we saw in trailers that we never see in the movie uh, so like you know, there's one there where I think when like yeah. Bruce is looking at a hologram of Superman that you don't see in the movie. Obviously, the big talking point was black-suited Superman, you know, things oh, yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I, the one thing I will say is I hope that they didn't blow their wad basically in that trailer. But they're all the new scenes. <laughs> the rest is just the movie, you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good on you, Zack Snyder, for listening to the fans. Yeah. Now you do the and same, to- JJ Abrams and Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> Hashtag release a better Rise of Skywalker.
0: And they also said this is like. The Richard Donner cut was a different situation because um he had filmed Superman one and two back like not even back to back as one movie. They knew it was gonna be two movies, but they just shot them at the same time, the way Lord of the Rings shoots their movies, you know, or or, or the Hunger Games or uh you know all those other movies that split. Kill Phil. What film? A kid film? Kill Phil, no? Bad oh, joke. Kill, we didn't
1: Kill we didn't film back to
0: back. We were going yeah, to, well... but budget cuts. <laughs> yeah, budget problems. But um, with that movie, it was more of a situation of when they were getting close to the release of the movie, they said, we need to basically stop filming because we got to focus on getting this movie out. And they just never brought Richard Donner back to complete it. But it was like 70% of the movie Richard Donner had finished. Now, it took them years. And what they eventually did with Superman 2 is they to avoid having to give him a screen credit as director and to avoid having to, you know, uh, bring somebody on just to finish his movie they basically reshot the majority of what richard donner shot so there's really only about 10 minutes of what we know of superman 2 that was richard donner's footage but when you see the richard donner cut you realize they just refilmed a lot of his scenes because they wanted to you know not have to pay him and do the whole credit and everything and then what we eventually get in the richard donner cut is they had to piece it together with screen tests okay well we never filmed this sequence so we're going to use the screen test of Christopher Reeve with hair that's way too long to be Superman and Margot Kidder looking about five years younger. Uh, And then they have to include some sequences that weren't, that were eventually in Superman 2 that wouldn't have been part of it. So it was sort of like a, this is best guess. In this case, the scenes that uh, Zack Snyder was not able to finish, they've given him some money to go back and finish this the way that he would have. So we're going to get a full vision of his movie here. And is it going to be the greatest movie of all time? No, but it's really interesting we are able to get this because it's something like you said, Never really been done before, mm.
1: I and mean, particularly like it's yeah turning it in like so. Do we then classify Justice League Snyder Cut as
0: a TV series or a movie? I would think a mini series. Huh. I would I would probably consider it a mini series now, yeah, which, which also is... is smart because you're gonna avoid the comparisons of oh well this is you know not like the other movie.
1: Which, yeah, it's just gonna it's fascinating because I mean I guess like I mean there's all these rumors about there being a, an extended Rise of Skywalker cut. They're gonna do it on Disney Plus and. Who knows? I mean, there was a long rumour that this d- didn't exist, but it did exist. So, and here we are, like, you know, three years later that we're getting it. So, mm-hmm. who knows? We could get a Rise of Skywalker Abrams cut and we actually see yeah. things
0: better. Who knows? I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they put their best stuff on screen, sadly. Uh, did but... they? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but they did. Uh, anyways, next week we're getting into Aquaman. Now, this is... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is... um. <laughs> This is a movie I think that we disagreed on a little bit. And, and I was not initially very high on this movie. But I will just say I, I watched this in theaters. And I think I remember coming back saying Jamie was a much bigger fan of this than I was. Like, Jamie loved this movie. And I was sort of caught off guard, even though I, I thought this is a very fun movie. I was caught off guard with how much this movie caught on and how big it was and how much everybody loved it. Like, I don't quite see it. And then when I saw it a second time, I got it a lot more. And I I think seeing this a second time, I'm interested to see your take. Because if I remember, you were like, eh, it's okay. But for me, when I saw it a second time, it just, it was like solo. It just, it jumped up that much more. Having, being able to put it together a second time, appreciate it more, not compare it so much to this or that and and appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I saw it at the movies. And it was just, there's a lot to digest
1: in that movie. It was just like, there's, 58 different movies in one it's part indiana jones part star wars prequel part this part that and like it's not an unenjoyable movie i didn't hate it, it i and i look back at my ratings. this is the only one that i've ever rented um every other dcu one i've bought but there's just there was just a lot to digest um so yeah i, I just don't think i had the energy to watch this again since it came out so I, I am looking forward to seeing it again. I think it's it's enough time. And it, it actually feels like it's a lot older than it is too. I mean, this is only, what, barely a year old, isn't it? Like, well, nearly two now, I guess. Two but, years, um, yeah. yeah. so I'm looking forward I remember Mallory just, she didn't really like it. Um, I think <laughs> she ended up renting it too, but she was kind of like, oh, that was just a bit weird all over the place. But um, yeah, it surprised me that it went on to be so successful and it is still the most successful DCEU movie because I definitely will not rank this, highly unless i absolutely fall in love with it on my second viewing of it but um all jokes aside i actually really like nicole kidman in this movie i love nicole kidman willem defoe what's not to like uh amber heard Tim- is great you know um so Tim morrison yes thank you i was going to try and say his name but i would butcher it um and i did live in his home country for 18 and patrick wilson yeah yeah as the villain Yep, yep. Which who I thought was um I the whole movie I thought was that um the Australian actor who I can't remember his name now, David David Tennant, is it Tennant? Um the whole time I thought of him because he looks very similar. So yeah, I, I I'm enjoying to talk about cheesy pitbull songs as they emerge from the water <laughs> that spring to meme, which is uh, quite <laughs> funny. I actually really like that song, even though it's terrible. Um so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm lo- it's it's been it's enough time has passed for me to get into Aquaman. So bring on Aquaman.
0: And I think, you know, no no disrespect to the, the dearly departed Chadwick Bozeman, but I remember even the first time seeing this saying, I, you know, I think it's a slightly better version of Black Panther. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's very similar with a lot of like the, the, the king's son coming back who doesn't want to reclaim it, the relative who's going to fight him for the throne, him being cast out. I just thought that this was probably not as deep as Black Panther in certain areas, but definitely a lot more entertaining and the story flowed better. Well, it was deeper
1: underwater, Colin. So Very deep. Very deep. And one thing, you know, the dearly departed Chadwick Bozeman, much bigger penis than Jason Momoa.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's is bigger than Jason Momoa. Yes. Uh, James you know what happens bigger in, bigger in cold than- water, though? We should give the benefit of the doubt. Very cold yeah. water there in the ocean. Which is why clearly he has a little dick. Because it's you yeah know, exactly. He's always immortal. All right, so. <laughs> before Ben gets a suit again. My address <laughs> thank you for joining us, One Sumi Lane, <laughs> Victoria, BC. And what's that phone number again? Nine four three. <laughs> Sumi. Uh, DC month continues. Whether Wonder Woman's coming out or not, uh, and then them we're going to have a James Bond month because. Yes. Not only James three Bond movies, movies. It's, it's
1: a James Bond 75%. We can add another one in if you want to. We've probably got the time.
0: Which three do we have? I mean, we We've got, got Austin Powers, the first
1: one, Johnny English, and I Spy. So if there's a fourth yeah, one we I think, want to add.
0: I think we should add Spy Hard with Leslie okay. Nielsen. Sure. Let's Spy do it. Spy Hard it is, Yes. All right, so we get uh, James Bond. We'll do Christmas stuff. We're going to we'll, we'll fill the gap. we got stuff coming out. Total Drama Island is finished as of this week. Uh, we will be back with Total Drama Action probably later in the fall, but it's finished for now. Oh. Uh, so I listened to every nice episode. Well,
1: I was hooked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I I was uh, just on it with Rossi and we rolled out the itinerary. I, I reminded him that when he started this show, he said, I've got a great idea for a show we could recap from the beginning. You won't have to do any work. And then on our final episode, before we started it says, can you host this episode? I'm like, I, I made sure to mention on air. I'm like, Rossi set this up saying you won't have to do any work, which is why I'm hosting today, despite Rossi being here. <laughs> yeah, Oh, but speaking of that, Colin, uh,
1: can you possibly do some lost episodes for us in the coming few weeks? That would be great. Oh, Thanks.
0: sure. I'm sure I could fit it into my very busy schedule uh, until Ben accuses me of being racist and I have to leave the show as well. <laughs> accuses? Um. <laughs> uh listen to all the stuff at the end it'll tell you what (laughs) to do (laughs) so awkward now do anything at the end buy our t-shirts that's not at the end buy our t-shirts especially the uh hashtag gswtc GSWTC, coming soon (laughs) my name is colin and ben you're still sinking into the floor and my name is
1: Pudge the Fadge, and <laughs> yeah. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in